All right, you might be looking at this episode and see two plus hours, no way, but I'm here to tell you, please give it a listen, you know, put it on 1.2 speed, 1.5 speed, whatever you want. It's a good one, and it's broken up into two parts. First part, an hour and a half in studio, back in the studios of WIQH. Thank you to Ned once again. Good stuff there. We talked to Mar Hamlin. Uh, we talked the NFL. We talked basketball, and we talked college basketball and college football. TCU Georgia Monday night from SoFi Stadium. And then part two, we finally get on Steve Cohen, the ever outspoken, always interesting Steve Cohen over Zoom there with John and I and Steve. So great stuff from him. Great stuff from the in-studio part, an hour and a half there. And Steve, we go about 35 minutes with him. So yes, it's a lot, but it's, it's good. So yeah, thank you for listening and thank you for supporting Clean the Boards. It's Clean the Boards here in studio. We'll get to the show after word from this message from our friends at March Madness. Welcome into Studio 2 in Concord, Massachusetts, alongside Bijan Sharifi and Max Topol. I'm Austin Barrick. We will hopefully jo- be joined by John Boyle, and we will ostensibly be joined by Max's friend, Shane Tangway. Pronounced that correctly? Yes. You got it. But, and shout out Ned, by the way, too, for lending yeah. us the studios once again. Yep. But we first have to start off, you know, for the two listeners, I do feel like it is our responsibility, our dignity to to talk about DeMar Hamlin. Uh, he collapsed Monday night in the Monday night football game against the Bengals. He's a Bills safety, uh, underwent or suffered cardiac arrest. It's easier to talk about it now, now that we know that he's on the road to recovery. Some updates from recently, I, I wrote them down over here. Um he he opened his eyes last night, which was Wednesday night. Of course, this is what is it? Four thirty afternoon. Thursday afternoon, Eastern Time, four thirty-five p.m. He opened his eyes Wednesday night. Um, he he communicated through writing. He uh, which was the first time he was awake uh, since the incident on Monday night. He held hands with family members and doctors. He is neurologically intact and has shown remarkable improvement, quotes from uh, medical sources and the Bills organization. So, and Max, we were talking about this a little beforehand. Uh, scary situation on Monday night. Pretty unprecedented situation uh, watching that whole thing play out on ESPN. Um, what were your you know, serious note here? Like, what, what were you kind of going through thinking about as you were watching you know, the ambulance come out and, and all, that, all that play out there Monday night? 
I mean, yeah, we were just confused when we were watching the game because we just saw it go to commercial break. We didn't like seeing anyone get hit bad. We just assumed he was an offensive player. We assumed like a defensive guy just hit him pretty hard. <clears throat> so we like went back a little bit, um, and we went to re- uh, the replay, and we saw it was just the, the weird part was because Hamlin he got hit in the chest. Usually, when like you see someone go down, you think it's either a head injury or like an arm injury or leg injury or something like that. But he gets up. Uh, after just getting hit in the chest, no, like, really head issue. He kind of, like, if it was going to be anything that involved, like, the brain or anything like that, it looked like maybe he could have landed weird on his side, hurt his spine or something. <clears throat> Same field as the Ryan Tracy yeah. incident. So when he got up and he kind of looked around for a second and he just fell, what worried me the most, because I thought it might have still been a head injury, is him hitting his head a second time. Because mm. at, the, at the time, no one really knew it was a cardiac injury. Like, no one assumed that. Everyone thought it was a head injury or something like that. Um, at least I didn't. Everyone in the room with me did. So it's just weird. Like you're you're watching the the going from commercial break to back in and out, in and out for about like fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, which is like kind of. And it's weird because they keep not showing, normal. Yeah, like yeah, nothing's you, changed. You see, like there's no people on the field. You see the Bills get in on the field. Then you see Bengals come on the field. You see everyone on the field with the ambulance, and then they just tell you the CPR happened twice, and that's kind of alarming. So. That was very odd, and they still kept going on with it. And finally, they got him off the field, and they said he was in critical condition. Not great, but at least he was up and going. Um, and there's obviously more that happened after that. But what do you think, Bijan? Were you watching? No, I I wasn't um like watching at the time, and I'm 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 updated on my phone and stuff. Um, one of my friends from college texts me, and he's like a Dolphins fan. He's like, oh, like a bad injury just happened. And he was like, like worse than two was, and I was like, oh, like. It was also the same field earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I think I I, I don't want to like compare injuries, but this is worse, obviously, because I mean, just just I mean, he he clinically kind of like died like on the field. Yep. Um, but no, so my initial reaction was, oh, it's I mean, it sounds bad to say, oh, it's like another head injury, like he'll be okay, like like I just thought of it as like this guy kind of is new watching football, like he's um. Your friend who yeah yeah he's not like he hasn't seen anything like this. yeah he hasn't he hasn't been watching football for years so like I assume like oh he doesn't he hasn't seen past like bad ones like he's seen two so I, I I'm not thinking it's like the worst thing in the world um but I see TVs at or, or where I'm at um like kind of like I see shot like the games on don't really know what's going on but at this point I know it's like bad but what I have no idea what's going on is that he like he, his heart stopped um like I had no idea that was going on and then. Like, later, I kind of go home and do some, like, not research, but just, like, watch some videos and, like, see what's going on. And I found out he's, like, his, it was it was involving his heart. Um, and I, I, I saw an explanation as, like, it's getting hit at your heart at, like, a certain time. Is it the cardiac rhythm? At, like, at, yeah, it disturbs exactly. It's, like, an electrical shock for the car- cardiac rhythm, and it, uh, and it can, like, do some do some bad shit and yeah ned was actually telling me about this the same thing happened to a hockey player in quincy back in the day like yeah that like that that's the hit, rhythm the hit it, it's a com it's a lacrosse injury i know too it's a baseball if you get hit like it's mm-hmm. it has to be at like a certain angle at like this exact moment it's, it's really rare but you know to see players like that like crying and stuff like it that's not that's not normal you know yeah like that's yeah, the not, player's reaction is really what told yeah. you the severity of the injury, not like the replay or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, that's why I didn't really grasp it until later because you send a text, you say that's a scary injury, and so I, I you sent us that, and I'm like, yeah. so I'm like, okay, like now I'm getting it from two like sources. Are like I know it's bad, but.
but like I mean, I it's fair to assume I like when you texted, I thought it was either like like a knee or even a head. And then my friend texted me he had a scary injury. When you say when someone's texting you, like he doesn't like we don't really talk, text about sports that much. So when someone texts me, oh, wow. it's not it's not like in the clean the boards thing where like we're yeah. like constantly mm-hmm. like a couple times a day sending stuff. It's like so I'm like okay, this is really bad. But I didn't grasp it until I got home and like and it was it was it was obviously really sad. Um, yeah. And I and, feel like when you see um, like those texts coming and scary injury, you're like oh it's like possibly like a career ending or season ending injury but you don't exactly like you don't think it's life-threatening but exactly you you i wasn't thinking like oh life-threatening it's not that yeah. bad and then you kind of see the magnitude of it and it changes the perspective and i didn't fully sorry i didn't fully get to experience it because which i don't I, I think is kind of a good thing um, probably yeah because i was because I, I was well, if i'd been in my basement watching like i would have been following i would have seen like players crying yeah um but I mean, I'm there, and then I see it's delayed, and I'm like, oh, like this is bad. But like again, I I didn't really grasp it until I got home, and I'm like, oh, like this is this is bad. Yeah, it was watching it live. It, it was the the way he fell was yeah. very concerning. It, it, yeah, and I then, mean, I've I think we all experienced something like that before. We've seen similar. I mean, not to that degree, not but to we've that, seen like people falling on the field, ambulance coming out, the whole team like giving a prayer, like huddling around them. But like. This we, was a very no. Ominous. We we saw freshman year, we saw something like similar to that. Someone collapsed. Oh, the the JV oh, basketball. Yeah, thing. yeah. Now I remember. I know you're that talking about. that was that was that this like if I'd been watching, I felt like it would have been similar to that. Because mm-hmm. um, you know it's when someone just like falls like that, it's that's really scary. Yeah, especially for a twenty four year old, it, it's very alarming. Yeah, um, like especially I, when the contact wasn't crazy too. That's another thing. Yeah, yeah it was normal got, football right play. You got right back up. Got right back up. Nothing happened. And then uh, yeah, it's so it's so odd. It, it really is like it's mind shattering. Like you don't, you just got tackled. I mean, he got what was it interception? No, just made a tackle T. on Higgins T Higgins. Going at him. Yeah. Oh, he made a tackle on T Higgins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then T Higgins like sh- yeah, he wasn't even the one. In, he was the one initiating the contact. Yeah. He he hit somebody else, and it happened. And then like I'm sh- that, but like that's how like it's so. And I bet for a lot of players, like it's very scary. You don't to know watch. like that 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 can happen. Yeah, to Max's point, the the players' reactions were shook. They were shocked. Um, some Bills players were like crying or like were in the act of like wanting to cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like they and the initial huddle was was made, and then like also some players were like leaving that huddle because of what they saw was so shocking yeah, to them. Yeah, like mm-hmm. like I can imagine what that's like. Like seeing someone like first of all, it's traumatic for the people like having to like. Yeah, you, you train for this stuff like giving CPR, giving like this stuff. But I mean, that credit to those people for for getting on it quickly. And I mean, yeah, what they said in the they released like a statement today. I think they said literally the medical professionals on the field are what saved his life. Yeah, yes. I mean, so credit to them first of all. But to see someone like get like revived from CPR and it not work is is so like someone that means like that is so scary. Like to see that. And then it not work, and I've heard as someone said like it's like and there's they're right there in the huddle, and I probably would have like to, to stand and watch that, and then them having to take out the shockers. Yeah. Well, the other thing what, that's the other thing that's very scary about it is they have to get the helmet off, they get all the pads off, they have to do. They it did. I see. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I mean, I, I bet that's why they, they, they created the circle so that people couldn't see that. That's, yeah. But, so they have yeah. to do all that before they can even get to them. Yeah, so the time I didn't crunch, even think the of that. Time at all. crunch is like they absurd. had to do. Yeah, that's true. They had to. They had to like, yeah. So shoot, they had to, huge, 
huge shout outs to the, yeah. the first responders there who knew what they were doing and, and did it in a timely manner. The face mm-hmm. that like the face I remember like I remember seeing on social media with Josh Allen just like yes. yeah. look of horror. Yeah, I know like another thing that happened was it was probably but once he got in the ambulance and taken off, like they're riding off, I remember they showed a clip of Stefan Diggs in yeah. a huddle with everyone. Yeah. Like trying to hype them back up for the game and no one was having it. Yeah. And even like right after he did that he went off by himself, and you started tearing up. Yeah. I thought everyone on the sideline, like, I remember they were like, you got five minutes to warm up, and some of the Bengals players went out, but all the guys on the Bills side were either standing, like, emotionless or sitting on the bench just, like, staring out into nowhere. Like, they had no yeah, and it was no want or need to play exactly. football. Exactly. It was after, moment. like, those 15, 20 minutes because it took a, mm-hmm. like, it was one of the, because it's usually, you know, on a big word, a big buzzword that's been going around these last few days is that, as football fans, we're conditioned to seeing these horrible injuries happen. Somebody gets taken out on a cart or an ambulance, and then you resume play. And so here, you know, unprecedented situation. Like, oh, what's going to happen here? The ambulance is still there. People are still crowded. Like, nothing's happening. This is crazy. And then around that 15, 20 minutes later, and I think it was Buck who asked Aikman, and ESPN did a terrific job this whole night covering it. Buck asked Aikman, like, how are the players supposed to regroup and play? And I think Aikman was like, I don't know how they can. And at that point, it became like clear to me like they just, they're not in the state of mind to play this game, and rightfully so. And so they would suspend a play at around like 10.30 or something. Yeah, it was like 40, um, 50 minutes after the fact. Which was the right call, and nobody was, was right in the mindset to play that game. So they're going to suspend the game, and it looks like, um, it seems like we can comfortably say, say three days later that they probably will not be playing this game. You don't game. think so? I don't think so. I mean, like, yeah, That's, he's doing better, and the players are probably feeling better, but it's still hard to go out there and play one. And it's also, like, where are they going to find the availability and the time? Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of things um, being said. Either get rid of the bye week between the Super Bowl, push, right. have a have a standalone week with just that, which I, I there, there's no perfect solution. And I think a standalone game of that, again, like, I, I, I have a hard time... I don't know. Like that just feels weird. Like another sta- like if that was being played on a Sunday with other teams, but again as a standalone game, in my opinion, would be like really intense. But well, it also the- magnifies it again. Like it brings exactly. back the whole issue and no, it does. The talk it does. No, all over again. A hundred percent. Right. But, but, but the game has major seating implications. Yeah, it's not fair. It's not like if a random. The Chiefs like basically automatically get the one seed if this game isn't played. Um. I, it, Look, like it, it's, I, it, it's something that we we can't. I I do think we can comfortably talk about this stuff now that it's Thursday. We know he's doing yeah, better. Yeah. We we read you the updates at the start of this thing, um, and also and also just one more note, like going back to that Monday night when Booger McFarlane was like, "This is a matter of life or death." There's just obviously another thing that's like, okay, this is much different than usual. This is super super scary. Not just one of those you know broken leg, broken ankle yeah. type of injuries like an Alex Smith comes to mind or. You know, some people. You know, it's, it's Gordon Hayward, right? Yeah, but it's so not the same. It's Even not the same. Those were those were crazy. Gordon Hayward. Right. I mean, but but you knew he was going to survive same. when he was on the cart. But it's right. not. Yeah, like he, you knew he was going to survive exactly. within thir- seconds of the injury. Hamlin, Hamlin had to had his have his heart like what's Restarted. the term Re- resuscitated. He was yeah. resuscitated twice on the field, as you guys mentioned, mm-hmm. and also when he got to uh, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. I still think, though, if we talk about the game situation, yes, the Chiefs will probably have the one seed. The Ravens, uh, I guess, yeah, now don't have a shot at the AFC North crown. Yeah, if that, but if like, that were to be. But, I mean, 
the the Chiefs have hosted what four straight AFC conference title games, yeah. and they've lost two of those. The Bills or Bengals ostensibly will ha- just have to win there. Like, so, and I don't want like it's this is a tough transition to to you know go yeah, from this to that. But well, I mean, I guess the way you can transition into it is like we can talk about the Skip Bayless aspect because he 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 talked about this. Okay. Before we did, yeah, he talked about it. Yeah. So this was going to be something I was going to ask for John with the questions from the friends of the program segment. Now it looks like John won't be here. So nah, he'll get here hopefully in time. Skip Bayless. We need him for that. 9.30 p.m. on Monday night. This is what he said, and this is what he stood by the next day. In classic Skip Bayless fashion. He, this is what he said. No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. Thoughts? I had no issue with it. Like, the second I read it, I was like, damn, this is really bad. But then I went into the comments to see if people were reacting. People were lighting them up, and then I see one comment saying, do you not see, like, the last four words? And that, I mean, I get it. I get what he was trying to do, and I don't think it's that bad. He's he just, got a bad track record. He, wore, like, he can't, I know. like... He's Bad not Jacker, the guy to say. And he worded it so poorly. And it's just, so it's at 9.30. Like, the guy just got wheeled off to the University of Cincinnati Medical no. Center. Like, he can't be, yeah. I don't know. Like, that, that that's a tweet that, that should have been sent Wednesday. Yeah. Or Tuesday night. No. Or at least Wednesday. Up, like, yeah. Uh, Once you got an update on whether or not the dude was alive. <laughs> like, yeah. he didn't come to alive until yeah. Wednesday night. Yeah. So, like, so, I agree with. I agree with both of you guys. I think I agree with Max that he worded it wrong, but I, I think that's the main issue. I mean, I don't want to get too deep here, but like it's so hard to like misunderstand what someone says and their intent over text rather than seeing them say it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he worded it poorly and also I agree that he did it a bit too early. Like you I in my opinion, like looking back at it, like you shouldn't even be thinking about the game. But and much less tweeting. Like I, I'll admit, like I was, I had these thoughts going through my head when I heard it was going to be postponed. Um, well, everyone did. Yeah, but exactly. Um, yeah. But I. But again, I didn't tweet it. Um, so I just think that he needs to, like, I think he he does have a poor track record. But also, there's I felt like there are people just trying to get back at him just for things or. Yeah, thing, people are, things people are he using, said. People are yeah, using it as a good as opening. They're like, just using it to kind of attack him, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and yes, while I don't agree, it's like the greatest thing. I don't think it was like some terrible thing to tweet, like the way people are making it seem. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. but like we, everyone makes mistakes. Like, it's not. It's this is not like something. This was not like hate speech. Like, it's not like I, you can't. And my, I, I, I do understand that he should have. He, it's a little insensitive, but yes. like also, like you know, like. We don't live in like a world where like everyone like is perfect or should be perfect. So, yeah. um, I yeah, and I I also like know some about Skip. I mean, his life is like literally just sports. Like he doesn't do anything else. So, like, which is, it's it is a red flag. Like you you can't just be yeah. you can't just live and breathe this stuff. Yes, I mean, exactly. Pigeon, but you, did, uh, you can finish your thought. Hold on. You know, I'm just saying. Like, I just think. I mean, we're all like different. Like we all process things different. Um. So, like, to to completely like hate. I mean, he he see he did he had like a he had a he wasn't tweeting like they should be playing like he wasn't doing that. Like he was li- he literally at the end said, "This is a irre- the game is irrelevant." Like which suddenly it seems, seems so irrelevant. Like that, in my opinion, like that that redeems a tweet that shows that he believes that, but he knows that there's going to actually 
be there ha- there's going to be some sort of resolution and he's just saying that right now in this moment this is irrelevant again maybe an unnecessary tweet maybe a little insensitive tweet but like for people to be coming after his throat I like that. I thought it was a bit was a bit much. I, don't know. I mean, when you're saying about people being him being insensitive and people coming out of his throat, did you guys happen to see like the uh, the hate T Higgins was getting? That was so. That was that is like, just. See, I've seen the responses to it, but I haven't seen the hate. What's what? I like people no. I were, I know that like people the hate's like happened, calm, but like what people were people, people were like, saying? I'm not quoting people. Just no, like I was shouting. Roughly, what people were saying is like he's a murderer. He shouldn't have done it. Should have been him instead. Those kind of accusations yeah. all over his Instagram, I mean, just, yeah. which are just like, you're not making the situation people, any better. Yeah, and he honestly really didn't do anything wrong. No, making a football move. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. I mean, the the internet's full of trolls. Yeah. So. And also, just on, when the when the internet when when the internet is allowed to be a place where anybody can comment, and there's a lot of stupid people in this world. I'm not saying I'm smart. I'm pretty dumb, but there's a lot. A lot more people who are dumber than me. You, you well can't, you can't, you can't, you can't be, you can't be just saying this stuff. And and you know, to the point about you know the energy and how people cope with this stuff. I I I heard it best from from Dan Katz, Big Cat at Barstool. He's like, you know, people in, in some of these moments where it's tragic, you don't know what to do, you don't know how to feel, just don't know how to react. People channel their energy towards lashing out Anger, at a couple yeah. people who 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 have these takes that are a little bit off the beaten path. And um, rather than just accepting the fact that this is a horrible situation, it's unprecedented, nobody really knows how to feel. There's no right or wrong way how to feel, um, except, you know, just hoping that DeMar Hamlin recovers and is good and that these teams can, can you know, move, you know, can, can handle it, like, emotionally and, and you know, with um, can move forward in a, in a positive way. And obviously a big part of that is knowing that he's okay, which it now seems, now that we sit here on Thursday afternoon, it seems like he is trending in that direction. Um, I'm not sure if there's anything more to add to this situation. His toy drive is what yeah, what seven funny. million dollars, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and also shout out to uh, and Zach because Zach Taylor told reporters this on Wednesday. He said when I got over there, meaning to the the Bills sideline, the first thing that Coach McDermott said was, "I need to be at the hospital for Demar, and I shouldn't be coaching this game." You know, the you know one of those guys. Sean McDermott, just a stand-up guy, well, well respected, seems like in, in NFL circles, and he met the moment, and, you know, stood up and, and said what what needed to be said in that moment. So, um, a lot of credit all around. In in what was really a bad situation, a lot of people stepped up in a good way. Um, and so with that, we will take a break here on Clean the Boards. We'll be right we'll be right back after word from this message. Well, I looked down at my hands and was like, wow. <laughs> I'm performing CPR on this guy, and then I actually finally met him. Um, that was probably one of the coolest parts of my life, being able to talk to a guy after I gave him CPR. Reed was just 17 when he heard a cry for help. Thanks to his Red Cross training, he didn't freeze, he didn't panic, he knew exactly what to do. Red Cross training saves lives. Sign up for a class today at redcross.org. Well, Jason, I've got to tell you, you're pretty much everything this company is looking for in an entry-level candidate. Great. Your resume isn't quite what we're used to, but you've got a fantastic work ethic. Thank you. And I'm impressed by how you carry yourself. So, should we talk about the job? What? The job? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have no way of recruiting or even meeting you. This interview didn't happen. It may sound ridiculous, and that's because it kind of is. 
There's a huge pool of talent your company is missing out on. Meet the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Man, we really could have used him. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. All right, we are back here on Clean the Boards with Bijan Sharifi and Max Topol and Lawson Barrick. The jury's still out on if John Boyle's going to show up or if Shane Tangway will come here before. Shane's about like three, your... three minutes out. So. All right, so. I think the lines yeah. the lines moved a lot Li- recently. <laughs> lines either moved a lot or the sports book have taken it off the betting site. Um, but we now get into, you know, the, the transition here to week 18. Um, obviously, week 18 has playoff implications. Obviously, seating's on the line. Not for me. Right. <laughs> right. For Bijan's Buccaneers, they're locked in the four seed, but. There are three AFC teams fighting for a seven right seed. Now. There are three NFC teams fighting for a seven seed. Obviously, Bijan's mm-hmm. got his feet up. He's not literally, but you know, he can he can watch he can watch his Buccaneers he can watch his Buccaneers lose to Desmond Ritter this right. weekend and not feel bad about it. Um, no, I want to see us win. All right, but we'll get okay. I took the the Buccaneers at like plus eight hundred at the beginning of the season to what win the Super Bowl. So, but wow. we'll see. Yeah, we no, will they, see. They still got some uh, work to do. It's true. Um, why don't we start off with that, actually? Tampa aren't. Obviously, they, they aren't playing for anything this week, yeah. as we just went through. But Tom Brady, in what felt like the first time this season, had a had a Tom Brady type of game. And Mike Evans came alive. Three yeah, touchdowns. Mike. I'm like, what, three long touchdowns. And you guys were down this game to the Panthers. The fighting Carolina Panthers. The fighting Sam Darnolds. Yeah. And it was, it was 21-10, like, I remember I was at I was yeah. somewhere and then I was in the car and I got it was like a twenty minute drive, and like by the I, when I got into the car it was twenty one ten when I got out of the car it was twenty four twenty one. It's perfect. I love it's when that happens. It's a pretty game. Yeah. It is flipped on the script. So, Bijan, you said there's still work to be done with this team. Oh yeah. Um, what kind of work, Bijan? Yeah, like what, so what needs it, to improve? Okay, so some can some things can improve. Some things I don't think can improve. The rushing attack. Without um, Ryan Jensen, our center, is back in practicing, which mm-hmm. honestly like could have a huge effect. Like could have like a huge ripple effect because like he goes to center. The rookie who's done a pretty good job starting at center can move. Or he but he wasn't drafted to be a center. He'd never played a snap snap of center before wow. the season. Robert Hainsey. He was a third round. He's a third round rookie. Um, he's been like he's been okay, but he's not Ryan Jensen, right? He slides over to left guard, which is his natural position. Jensen's back. Shaq Mason, worse, and Donovan Smith, who's been terrible, but maybe if he's surrounded by a better O-line, or it hasn't been terrible. He was like a pretty good left tackle for a few years um, last year, two years ago, and a few years before that. He's been bad this year, but um, those other teams had good O-lines around him, so maybe he's a guy who, who just is is really only serviceable with good O-lines, which doesn't sound great, but like for the scope okay. of the team, maybe if they... if they So that, that's, that's a pretty... Good O line, in my opinion. That, for my opinion, changes everything. And maybe could help their run game. I don't know, but um, I just think they need like even more rhythm than they had. I mean, Evans had 200 yards. Godwin had over 100 yards. How do you create rhythm? Is it a is it a so I, think, thing? I think they need to play this week, and I think Brady needs to. I think Bowles needs to have like Bowles is like the most conserv. Our, our coaching, in my opinion, is terrible. I think it stems from Bowles. 
I think he's the most conservative coach in the league. Mm. Run every first down. It doesn't it doesn't give you yeah, anything. Yeah, your run game's not great. It's 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 not great. It's more, like the worst so in the bad. league. And it's, it's it's like unfortunate because your backs aren't that bad. It's yeah, just, the backs are okay. Yeah, the, the play the calling the line the, the, the Rashad, linemen are bad. Yeah, the play calling's bad and the the linemen are bad. But like I, I said, relate, I can relate to bad offensive play calling. Hopefully, preach. Yeah, hopefully there's some uh, improvement on that old line. Like I just said, won't see it this week. But um, so you you're you're going. I don't think he's supposed to play this week. Um, but like a guy like Max said, like good running backs, like Rashad White. I think with a good O line would be insane. He has such a he has one. He's one of the runners who kind of waits patiently and then bursts mm-hmm. with an O line that can create holes. That that'd be deadly. Um, but not really that important. Um, but yeah, I think they just need more more offensive rhythm. I think Brady needs more reps with with. I think continue the good chemistry with Evans. Even though I would I would play maybe the starters for a half. Godwin and Brady have been pretty good this year. I'd like to see a little bit. I think Godwin has more down the field potential. They should use him this year as like a chains mover. Um, and Evans is supposed to be the deep guy. Which if if Evans is playing like he, he's not going to put up two hundred and three touchdowns. But if he's if he's a, if he's impactful like he was last week, Godwin in the middle. You got then you got Julio as another deep threat. Hopefully he's saving his best for last. I don't know because he's him still and, in the mix. Him and him and Brady. I mean, there's been a few times when. Julio's been open, and the one is against Arizona, where he had like a nice route for a touchdown, and Brady just missed him. Mm. So they don't have good chemistry. And then Russell Gage. So I just want the off- offense to create rhythm. The defense, I don't trust. But if they if their guys can get healthy, and I treat this game kind of like a buy for guys who for guys who are banged up, they shouldn't play. So our secondary is banged up. When healthy, they're pretty good. Our front seven, I'm not the biggest fan of, but we have two game records in the middle: Vita Vea and uh, and uh, Akeem Hicks. The edge rushers are not great, and then Devin White is unreliable. Levante Davis getting older, but so I see some hope, but also I've seen what was it? I've seen fifteen, or I've seen at least ten awful games from this team this year. It's <laughs> a lot. Maybe of games. maybe yeah. twelve. Maybe we're like eleven or twelve. So like I saw 75%. Carolina. I saw a good Carolina counts as a good game, even though they played good for a quarter and a half. Um, but I mean they played well against Dallas. But I so. I'm I'm obviously very cautiously like, getting excited, but right. I can see somewhat the fact that we have this week off. We don't. It's not like a must play. We can rest some of our guys. We're an older team. Hope if we can get our old line back intact. Hope maybe they'll get a running game that opens up play action. That opens like, and then we also have Brady as the X factor. So you can see the path. I, I have I yeah. have reasons for hope, but I'm also not. I have, I can see the path, but I'm not sure we're gonna get to the path because also they've been yeah. they've been a bad football team this year. So. I mean, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like. The team hasn't really changed much since last year. They've gotten worse on defense and they're worse think, on running. I, so yeah, so like, I th- so their O line deteriorated this year. That was right. a big thing. Yeah, that was a big. No Gronk and, and, and their O line was bad last year. No, anyways, it wasn't. It was wasn't? I thought it was bad. It was okay. good. It was good. They they had last year and two years ago they had one of the most solid O lines in the league. But you lose Marpet, the left guard, who was All Pro, mm-hmm. like Pro Bowler, retired. Jensen's out. Alex Kappa, who's our right guard, goes to the goes to the Bengals. Right. We right, trade right. for Shaq Mason. Um, and then our two tackles were still in, intact to start the year. They both been banged up. Worfs is obviously elite. Yeah. Um, but so I can see the path. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, Max. Um, also there, like they had Jack Barrett's out for the year. He's kind of important with not so great. I don't really trust her like edge rushers or pass rush. Um, he's not amazing, but he's good. He's solid. He's out. Um, but. I mean, they. I mean, last week at least I saw some signs of like they were creating turnovers last week. So the defense, the defense need turnovers because at least how it been in the past years, they would give up yards, but they would get turnovers. They were really like good at that. They didn't do that this year. 
So, I mean, a lot needs to go right for them, but, like, because they have Brady and because of all the things I mentioned, like, I, I have reason for hope because the playoffs, anything can happen. But, yeah. Does it, I mean, yeah, it sounds I like you're, there, you're a little bit more optimistic. It always seems because to be I've seen like, it now. Yeah, I've only seen it a little bit, but before last game and last game, I told you I was pretty confident because it's Brady. He's not. I don't. I didn't think Brady was gonna lose. Carolina right. 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 Me. Yep. But like now, at least I've seen it. I've seen the deep threat, and that's what everyone said. This offense is missing. So if him and Evans all of a sudden have this report, like this connection, sort of back. I mean, I know the Carolina defenders didn't play great, but Evans got pretty wide open. Brady hit him. J.C. Horn was out, Evan, right? Yeah, Evans is good enough so that even if he's covered, he can make catches. Right, right? Can catch a guy. Um, Sorry. All right. So it it almost seems, you know, just from watching it from a distance or, you know, following it along, that the Buccaneers always spot the other team 10 to 14 points per game, and then they come back. And I just, I don't know. That might work in the wild card. It just seems like that formula, or not formula, it's obviously not part of a formula to, like, always be losing. But that it seems like the buck will stop in the divisional round. Now, the counter is you have Tom Brady. But, like... And I know Philly's been a little more vulnerable lately. Obviously, San Francisco come on yeah, strong, and, and Minnesota's vulnerable as well. Uh, the only team I really fear is the 49ers. Because I've seen, even though like, even though I the Eagles are a really good team, and I think they would they'd be favored, and I'd, I would be like worried. And, I'd be more worried before any game this team plays. But the only team I actually fear going to a game is in the NFC is San Francisco. Because San Francisco, they're just so good. And I feel like they just, out, I feel like they just outclass us just with coaching. Like, but also it's Brock Purdy versus Tom Brady. So like, even that has a right. Like, even that has, and I. Well, we saw, saw that game earlier this season. It wasn't pretty for you guys. I'm aware, but it's a playoff game, at, and, like, and that's why I'm scared of them. Though. It's tough to beat Tom Brady twice in the same season. Exactly. So that's that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm scared of them because I saw what they did to us. But also, it's Tom Brady versus Brock Purdy part two. You know. Right. So we've saw, we saw the Saints beat two years ago when we won the Super Bowl. The Saints beat us 38-3. We came back. We beat him at, at, at on the road. Yeah. Um. So. Can we say the Cowboys tough, t- tough the for a good Cowboys team to be beat beaten twice in the same season? That's true. Um, so I wouldn't, but also like, no, that's true. That's very true. I, I'm not. I'm not even like saying that. I'm. I'd be confident in any in any game. Super confident, and, unless it was maybe the Vikings. But even the Vikings. I mean, all these teams have good good elements, and the Bucks have been the worst out of all these teams this year. But we have Brady. And like I've mentioned, I, I see, at least me as a Bucks fan, I see like some optimism of certain things maybe coming together at the right time. Very late. You know, you'd have liked to have seen it happen a few weeks earlier, them getting a rhythm. Um, and they could have locked up the playoffs weeks ago because in that division. They sweated it out, that's for sure. But they also, like, they, they could have easily had like a 10 and 5 record. They could also be like 5 and 10. Because there's some of the games they lost, they lost to Pittsburgh. That was a terrible. Kenny Pickett beat them with to, some unbelievable throws. They had like, or was game. it no? No, it was Trubisky. It was Trubisky it was made some unbelievable throws in that game. Um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, they as Bijan's the game, the game to the Browns, but then also the Saints game that we magically won, <laughs> the Rams game we magically won. Um, but I I think as more chips get pushed to the table, we'll see more of the best Bucks offense. Um, I think their offense will come around and. I think it will continue this week. I think just more. Actually, this week I'm not. I'm not going to be totally, like, dismantled because I think they they are going to be a little opt- cautious. But um, I won't be totally down if they are not good this week. 
Um, right, especially if, if their starters aren't yeah. playing the second half. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. Like, this uh, is a game where you're just trying to get be injury-free and yeah. try to sing some things uh, to your, exactly. like, offensive rhythm point. So they need to, yeah, they just need to, they just need to continue working on that. Um, like I said, I, I like our secondary when it's healthy. Davis and Diener is a pretty good corner duo. Winfield's obviously is a stud. Logan Ryan um, has made big plays for them when he's been healthy this year. Mm. Patriots Logan Ryan. Mm. Yes. Kinda, our friend. secondary is young, so he's kind of like a like one of the, one of the only veterans on it. Hey, what's up, Shane? Um, so as Bijan just perfect timing finishes up his Buccaneers rants, we welcome on Max's friend Shane Tangway from uh, from Fairfield. Um, we're gonna get you a mic here. Yep. Um, Shane, welcome to the show. For the uh, the two listeners, why don't you introduce yourself? Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, right here, this mic? Yeah, use that mic. Speak into it. How's it going? I'm Shane Tangway. Um, I go to school with Max at Fairfield. I'm from Maine. Uh, I just love sports. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Shane? I'm Bijan. Awesome. Nice to meet you. Nice awesome. Meet you. I'm Austin. Big sports guy. We usually have John or Rohit here, but uh, Rohit's in England and John's working out. <laughs> Um, Shane, are you a pa- Patriots fan? Of course. All right, so I was. We're gonna transition from the Buccaneers to the Patriots mm-hmm. here. Um, Max, we're eight and eight. Yeah, no. uh, <laughs> just squeaked by uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Skyler. Don't call me Skyler White Thompson. Um, <laughs> Skyler White. Breaking Bad. Um, the defense looks really good. The offense continues to suck. Mac Mac played it all right, I guess. Max has got game. bad coaches. He's but all right. I I I can't say I feel confident going into Buffalo. And that that might be from you know like the one year ago memory stuff with going to Buffalo Orchard Park, yeah, and seeing us get routed up there. They went to they went to the first game. Oh, that's awesome. when it was like ten degrees. <laughs> yeah. it, it was less than that. It was worse. <laughs> oh, Max, it was worse. Bijan was wearing his Mike Evans jersey I sold in my Buffalo. Ticket to Bijan. Yeah, I was not going. We should have went when the prices dropped because we were I like, know. it was. Did awful. the prices? Did they drop? Oh, oh they, they did. Right, down, I remember dude. on the drive we were checking. We were like, <laughs> we're like, man, we got screwed. No, we couldn't have known. We couldn't have known. We couldn't. No, have known. we paid like. What like it was like one twenty for like tenth right? row behind like the end zone. It's not even that bad. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was great seats. Very memorable experience. Very memorable. That's for remember, sure. Remember that yeah. Pats fan that was like arguing with the Buffalo like kids. Yes. Like, and then. <laughs> yes. So yeah, it was just Brady. It was, whatever. It was we got a lot of Super Bowls, but the AFC East runs through Buffalo. Um, mm-hmm. The Bills have beaten us thoroughly three straight times. Max, where's your head at going into this Week 18 game? I'm like, correct me if I'm wrong. We have to win, right? We have to win. Win and we're in, or have what the Dolphins, Dolphins lose and lose. the Steelers lose. Okay, that's what I thought. I knew there was like another alternative. Uh, yeah, no, we're not winning, unless like. Uh, I don't wish it on anything. There's an injury, obviously, like bad timing with Demar Hamlin. Like I don't mean that kind of thing. I mean like, if there's something that goes wrong on their side of the game, that just helps us. Otherwise, like I don't see us winning by just playing football. Which just sounds horrible. Which sounds really horrible, but it's just it's how it is. Like Judon, you want to have a extra little oomph when you tackle Josh Allen. Like it's not looking good. Shane, Shane, what do you think? I don't know. I over the years I've always been proved wrong with Belichick, so I'll keep my faith. But I don't really. I'm not optimistic going into Week 18. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a situation where I can see the Bills being like, "You're trying this shit again." The bubble screens and the. <laughs> And the third and fi- and third and fifteen passes There's, down the sideline that are out of bounds by ten yards, and it's like, why don't we have a crossing route? And do they're just gonna play the uh, 
the first down line. That's literally what they're going to play. That's yeah. where all of our plays go is the first down, middle of the, the middle play, or they're just going to dump it off and some linebacker is going to bull rush. Oh, what's that? It's second and 10. You're running a pitch left to Damian Harris, who's just off of week two from his thigh injury for one yard out of bounds. It's third and nine. The crowd's up on its feet, and Devontae Parker can't get separation on third down. Like, I can already, we, we already know, like, how it's going to happen before it starts. Or they do get separation, and Mac throws the ball 20 yards over their head. Yeah, I know, dude. They're going to play long ball. That's the only way they're going to get this game. I think Uche needs to come up big. He does. Uche and Duggar. <clears throat> what, Duggar and also, Duggar's been playing great. Marcus Jones, by the way, is yeah, one of the most electrifying back. players yeah. in the league, even he, as a rookie. I think the only chance is if he's back. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he missed last week. What, seven defensive touchdowns on the season. That's it almost. I don't understand how that's even possible. <laughs> I don't. Our defense it's is every week. I have him in offense. It's scoring, <laughs> yeah. dude. It's I, ridiculous. I have him in fantasy, and like every week, it's like touchdown. Pets touchdown. defense. Yeah. <laughs> or special teams too. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. if I were to just watched the games and someone told me that the Patriots defense had more touchdowns than the offense, I would I wouldn't question it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like I mean it's game, pretty close a... though, right? Or not that close, but it's probably it's closer than it should we can be. we can count on two hands how many touchdown passes Mac Jones has had this season. Yeah. I, I do I think I mean, that's I mean we I had, was gonna say, I think it's on like the blind resume game last week it was nine. I I don't know he, he, he passed two? for two yeah, did he two. pass he for two last week? Okay, so he's got eleven. Wow, Mac up to eleven. I mean, but it's not his fault, dude. He makes good throws. You just can't get the throws off. You know who I like? Uh, Jared Stidham. Uh, He's pretty good. Yeah, the one that got away. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever. Sorry, we got zappy. <laughs> we got zappy. Jared Stidham's got. He's like fast. I watched some of that game. He's, he's like got fast, moxie. And he's also like his. Did he throw? Just... He didn't like play that well towards the end, though, right? He brought him Stidham. back and went to overtime. Oh well, I, I thought they they lost though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, they, they were down like a touchdown, and he. They drove the field and scored. And I might be wrong. Didn't he throw like what one or two interceptions? He threw one. Or actually, I don't know. But one of them, two. I know I one of was two. I know one of them was like com- completely not his fault. Like it yeah. just got like tipped. And, and then you see the pass to Devonta David. Devonta Adams. Yeah, caught. that was crazy. That was nuts. Unreal. That's uh, like when you throw into that guy, it's kind of hard not. To. And that touchdown he had too. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, got. That. He's got like a nice zip to his ball. Something that I guess Matt can't have a, a zip to his ball. I mean, he's only the starting quarterback at Alabama, winning a championship, and he doesn't have zip to his ball. I, Max doesn't got a lot. <laughs> also, not to like, a lot. not to Back harp to on Miami. Mac, but also you know, over break, you know, you're actually like watching TV again, not doing the illegal stuff at college, and you're like watching all these commercials, the illegal streaming speech. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I should have clarified I that. Else. Should have clarified that. Max been in all of these like Arbella insurance commercials. Yeah, it just yeah, yeah. seems very awkward when he yeah. does it. It may like, be ah. just bad scripting, bad writing. I but mean, hey, his agent worked know. out some sort of deal to make him do it. I don't know. John the can actually there. speak to this because what Tim Tim, Tim finances some yeah. of the stuff, which is nuts. But <laughs> the Tim Boyle. But all right, let's all right. What's besides like the defense? Let's get an answer. Besides like the defense stepping up and getting one or two um, touchdowns. How how does New England pull off this upset, Max? Uh, like, is there a world where Mac <laughs> act, is there a world where actually Mac outplays Josh Allen? Not Mac outplaying Josh Allen, but I could see our run game okay really really well. But like, I still don't know. Like, I think that's like the key to the game is run the ball well and throw the ball deep. Like, if you can't just throw it short, it's not gonna work. But deep with a purpose, though. Like, yeah, you can't yeah. just do the sideline stuff out of desperation. No, yeah, third yeah. down, you can't just huck it up and yeah. you know, those be your only <clears> down the field. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like Mac has some good plays towards the sideline down the field. He can't really throw the ball in the middle of the field, though. He's not very great at that. Bourne. Bourne's going to be a difference maker. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a guy that, I mean, again, that playoff game, he was one of the few bright spots, and he was. 
dancing down 30. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't think Belichick really likes him that much, but. He liked him last year. Not this year, he, though, which is kind of tough because he's played. Anytime he plays, he plays well. Yeah. What are you going to say, Shane? Um, I just think that they have to manage the game. You know, they have to beat them handedly in time and possession. You need that offense off the field. Um, like you said, they need to run the ball. I think the running game is going to be a big part. And I think if they shuffle running backs a lot, that'll work well. Yeah, Get this different yeah, styles. Not, they have their their two headed running back uh, backfield back now with Damian Harris. Damian Harris, so takes a little bit of stress off Ramondre and yeah. Yeah, I want 125 from Ramondre, but 75 from Harris because that was what the formula in that, that win game in the regular season mm-hmm. last year. And yeah, I guess the path to victory. Thing is, is like the Bills can throw this game. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I don't know. But we can also throw this game. Not well, but, they but threw, we can throw. Bills threw last game. We, we can we can throw the wrong team. That's what we can do. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Not optimistic. Wait, wait. We're playing in Buffalo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, makes it worse. Let's segue that you know in the fight for the seventh seed here. The Steelers are probably in the best position because the Patriots are going to probably lose to the. Bills that we just went through. Yeah, the Steelers. And, then, and now the Jets are favored in Miami. I was gonna say the Jet. It, that's gonna be a good game. That's gonna be a very close game. Is Tua uh, is Tua playing? There's no, no way. No, he's, he's right. They, they're gonna leave him out to playoffs if they make playoffs. <sighs> I mean, they, they how are the Steelers gonna win this game? Like, yeah, it's actually the Steelers are gonna get, in. gonna get in. Like, it's actually crazy. And honestly, and the, they were probably the, the most deserving. Like, I don't know. But they had like the they had the, the lowest chances at the beginning of the season too, which is nuts. They're like the bottom team in the entire league. Some Tomlin's a great coach. He's never had a lo- he's never had a below 500 season. Yeah, yeah like watching yeah. um Nuts. one of my favorite pieces of cinematic masterpiece and maybe this is me just romanticizing Sunday night football too much and the rivalry that is the Steelers versus the Ravens. I just love when they cut to Tomlin and they cut to Harbaugh. It's like two two heavyweights going yeah, at each other. It's like Sunday night in Baltimore. Even the Ravens are stupid, but yeah, and it's like you know whoever teams. won game one of the matchup is going to lose game two, and it's always a one possession game. And it's, that's exactly how it felt. And Tomlin's always in control. He's got that eye of the tiger. And Pickett, Pickett was a guy who impressed me a lot that that last drive. And yeah, he is. Yeah, that was that. That was actually nice. He he had very good like awareness, just just calm, made Oxy, Oxy, Yeah, yeah, good. So I mean. They're probably actually probably the most deserving. As crazy as that sounds, uh, I mean, they were what like three would, and six, two and six, like yeah. I mean, you, but you can say same about like similar Patriots, like they're how good their defense is at getting touchdowns. Like I guess you could so. also the Dol- I mean, the Dolphins also got some scary weapons, but they have problems too. So all these teams are kind of flawed. I mean, it's hard to use the weapons of the Dolphins when you don't got a quarterback. Yeah, this well is Teddy playing this week or is it Skylar Thompson? Teddy should play, but is, is he hurt? Well, I think he's finger hurt. thing, like yeah. yeah. Finger is probably one thing. You, I mean, obviously, you don't want like a quarterback to be concussed. Speaking of the Dolphins, but like I know, but I feel like they'll probably just play him anyways because they win, and they can get in. Then Tua should be back for playoffs. I guess you ideally, never Tua though. Yeah, yeah. They take the whole. They can take the rest of the year. I yeah, know. I mean, they're probably that's probably how they're playing it. They're probably just playing it to like get in the playoffs. Cool, if not, like yeah, exactly. They got next year, he needs to learn how to like fall to a. Good point. All of his things, it's, it's when he gets tackled and his head just just snaps to the ground. He needs to learn to just like cradle um, himself. Just like yeah, you can't just let you, like. That's actually low key an like, underrated just, skill. Like, you, like you quarterbacks knowing yeah, how to you, fall, take hits. Just like just fall. Like don't like don't let your heads like. I know it's obviously harder said than done for me sitting here, but like I don't know. I just feel like that's something he needs to learn because I mean, I mean like it's not a, it's not a joke. Yeah. And and it's gonna happen with the Bryce Young stuff with this NFL draft about how he's so yeah, small. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, people will counter with like he knows how to avoid taking big hits, yeah. stuff like he that. He can get out. He can get out of it. Um, but yeah, 
let's say out of Patriots, Dolphins, Steelers, and I guess the Jag- the Jaguars do theoretically have a shot of getting the seventh seed if they lose Saturday yeah. night. Mm-hmm. They would need the three teams just <clears throat> as I mentioned to lose. Um, who poses the biggest threat? Like, because we've seen the history here with the seventh seed in what the two three years, it's been awful. This is why I brought up brought it up on the resume game last week. The, these shitty seven seeds who are probably going to get demolished in the first round. Who is the best shot in your opinion, Bijan, to make that first game competitive? And I guess a big part of that is is Tua healthy and is he going to play? If the Dolphins depends who they're playing. Let's say it's the Bills. What? Because it's probably going to be the Bills. Probably going to be the Bills. Bills are probably going to stay two seed. No, they'll be the one seed. You think so? Yeah. If they play the. So you think oh, the Shane, you think the Raiders are going to beat the Chiefs on Saturday? No, the Bills. I mean, depending on how this last week yeah, yeah. is going to get settled. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, do you think they'll play the game? Can. I don't know. That's yeah. the thing. I don't think. I don't think the Bills can get it if they don't play the game. They can't. Yeah. Well, they do have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs. So if the Raiders beat the Chiefs, uh, then, yeah, with yeah. their half game back, they would need the Raiders to beat the Chiefs, and then they would need to beat the Patriots. Because they beat the Chiefs. Uh, I'm surprised they just don't set it as a tie for both teams. I, mean, I think that's, that's the most that's likely scenario. Kind of essentially, right? just like not playing. I don't think that really impacts like your winning percentage. Yeah, I guess. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't know actually. if that would do know. anything. I know, but they can't make one team lose and one well, team win. No, you can't do that. You could either, either yeah, the tie, like it'd be this tie, or just like no yeah, game right. and they just play six. No games. contest, yeah. Like go off. Or percentage. play the other game. Like mm-hmm. I think uh, personally, I feel like that's that's what they maybe should do. And I think yeah, I think they're I think the line actually reflects that in the Ravens Bengals game. I think the Bengals are favored by a touchdown. Where I think if you, I think it should only be. I don't think those teams are that far off. Um, but I think they're going off the fact that the Bengals, like the Ravens, are going to be resting people because mathematically they can't reach the Bengals because they probably yeah, won't yeah, play yeah, that right, extra right. game. If they don't. Um, yeah. So this needs to be figured out like soon. Like They need to have an official, because teams need to plan for, for Sunday, uh, this Sunday. So like hopefully soon they we, we get kind of get it because it means the days are, the days are ticking by. Yeah, it's Thursday, tomorrow's Friday. So. Is there a game tonight? <clears throat> no, no Thursday night football in the last it's one. Over. Um, yeah, Al Good. Michaels had that emotional goodbye to um, what's his face, Kirk Herbstreet. Oh, is he gone? Well, not gone, gone for oh, the season, he... obviously. Yeah. Herbstreet, yeah. call him Thursday night, call him semifinal Saturday night, and then call him the Rose Bowl Monday night, unreal. Um, but yeah. Um, Wait, by the way, is Lamar like? He, is he like good to go for the playoffs? Like confirmed? I don't. You know I what know I was idea. thinking about? I'm glad you brought this up, Bijan. Because that's why I called the Ravens stupid, just for Don. How the Ravens treat Lamar versus how the Jets talk about Zach Wilson is unbelievable. You would have thought that you would have thought that they flipped organizations based off of how they they talk about each other. I mean, maybe the Jets are just trying to get any value they want, I guess, in a Zach Wilson potential trade. But they talk about him as if he's incredible. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't. It's it's weird. That's because they want to trade him, bro. Yeah, it's all. It's all <laughs> they want to trade him. Of course, they're gonna say he's good. We're just sitting with him through hell or high water. He's a big part of our future. Like, what? It's, yeah, doesn't look like. I feel it. like it's it's a smart thing to say. I mean, you shouldn't. Say I mean, they can't. Else. They can't say bad it. things. Yeah. Obviously, you wouldn't. That yeah. hurt his stock. I, I, there's. I feel like that's kind. Of, it's kind of like a meaningless. Like, yeah. I mean, teams say things all the time, but they do they always mean it? No. Right. They don't. But it, yeah, Lamar. Like you know, I want to see the guy succeed. Um, it's unfortunate. The offseason will be interesting with that. Yeah, maybe. I've heard the Jets are like a dark horse for him. The Jets have been rumored. I mean, 
I I I heard Brady to the Jets, and in my mind, I threw up. Yeah, isn't um, it? Isn't it like Brady to the 49ers right nah, now? It's, it's, it's Forty Raiders, Raiders. Raiders. It's like, why would you want to be the same division as Patrick Mahomes and Justin that'd Herbert? Be yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be sick. No. As a Bucks fan, that'd be sick. What? I mean, obviously, I'd rather uh, to stay with us, but like, <laughs> but I mean, like, I, I sorry, I'm saying like as an NFL fan, oh. like, even me, I even admit that'd be sick. That that's like three of the top six quarterbacks in the league. I, I don't know. And Russell Wilson, who might, who maybe could bounce back. Hustle and bustle, Russ. I don't know. I think he can next year. I think he's a chance to he go to the just, Raiders. He needs, he no, needs a better, like to play well. He just needs who Wilson. Yeah. I think he oh, can be Wilson. very effective in a good system, but I just think the system was bad, and him and the coach, their their personalities were like too like similar and weird. Yes. Really. Yes. Nathaniel well, you Hackett. You see the system too in Seattle. That clearly worked out. Yeah. Exactly. Smith, so. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah, so. They're like Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh. I mean, I wouldn't. You need they need it, but Russ is clearly not anymore like this superstar quarterback. He can still be very good quarterback, in my opinion. On the note of Sean Payton, did you see what he said about? Uh, he's like every four years, there's one of these teams like the yeah, Bucks yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, be really tough. Be a real shame if the Cowboys had to lose this game. And you know, he's kind of hinting at, oh, well, what if McCarthy gets fired and I step in? I don't know. Oh, really? That's that's what it seemed like yeah, maybe. to me. Um, hmm. one last thing in the NFC. Packers. People are talking about them as if they're the hottest team in the NFL. There's multiple teams that be talked about like the hottest team in the 49ers. NFL. The 49ers should be talked about like that. But now the Packers are. And now also, I think someone actually said the Steelers this week. Um, I was like, eh, okay. Um, <laughs> Packers, win it in. Do they win, Bijan, against the, the Detroit football Lions? Yeah, I think, I think they'll win. Even though I, I, I respect and admire the Lions, and everyone was calling to fire uh, uh, Campbell early in the year, and I didn't understand it. And happy they turn it around, but I mean, I think the Packers will win at Lambeau. All right, Max. I mean, they should, but it's like one of those games. Anything can happen. It, Anything can it's happen. Like it's like one of those game. games where, like, you like something could weirdly happen here. They are, I mean, kind of rivals, not crazy rivals, but feels like it's been a one-way rivalry in the <laughs> Rodgers era. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Shane, they're not losing that game in Lambeau. Yeah. yeah. I honestly think that. Um, even if the Seahawks beat the Rams, which they probably will, although I wouldn't count out the Rams. No, I do. No, the Rams. Are I think Dan there. Campbell will give his guys a spirited locker room speech, yeah. being like, let's go with some pride. Let's try to play spoiler. That's yeah. one of the biggest he, he would say roles. That. Yeah, let's play spoiler. Let's get a win in Lambeau. Let's get momentum into next year, even though some of the guys you know, might be like, oh, fuck this. Like, would they get in? No, if, if Seattle wins, if then Seattle Detroit's wins. technically playing for nothing. They're playing for pride at that point, um, not playoff berth. Yeah, but, like, but Dan Campbell kind of has that like mentality. Yeah, he doesn't want to lose. Yeah. He wants to play a good game. He doesn't want to like, give up. And also, yeah. like they already like, and they're they're they already have like a super high pick, so like they wouldn't just lose to like try and get a better pick. Like they already have the Rams pick. Oh, that's right. That's a, oh yeah. So in a way, in a way, whoever wins that Rams Seahawks game is a win for them because if the Rams win, their exactly. playoff hopes are alive. If the Rams lose, they're yeah. Their draft picks back are interesting. I didn't think about that. It's not a terrible situation, but um, yeah, I could I could see the Packers just getting a walk off field goal with Mason Crosby from yeah. like thirty three yards out. Yeah, I could see that. Like, <laughs> actually, could very well see that. All right. In the, in this stretch, Rodgers hasn't even been playing that well. It's their run game and defense. Yes, makes him. He's dangerous. been better, but. All right, we'll take another break here on the boards. We'll get back and talk Celtics after word from this message. Well, Jason, I've got to tell you, you're pretty much everything this company is looking for in an entry-level candidate. Great. Your resume isn't quite what we're used to, but you've got a fantastic work ethic. Thank you. And I'm impressed by how you carry yourself. So, should we talk about the job? 
What? The job? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have no way of recruiting or even meeting you. This interview didn't happen. It may sound ridiculous, and that's because it kind of is. There's a huge pool of talent your company is missing out on. Meet the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Man, we really could have used him. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. All right, we are back here cleaning the boards alongside Bijan Sharifi, Max Topol, and Shane Tangway. I'm Austin Barrick. Uh, quickly here, the NBA and the now uh, kind of dilemma that we face here as Celtics fans where we're going the wrong direction. The Nets, they did lose to the Rohit's Bulls yeah. last night. Bulls, but... sneaky 8-1 uh, and one against like the top three teams in the East. Yeah, talk about a spoiler team right there. Did I tell you this? I'm going to see the Bulls-Celtics team on Monday. Oh. So that'll be so mm-hmm. good. Wow. That'll be a good game. Nah. Invite we'll Ro. <laughs> no, I'm going with my brother. So. We'll beat him. Okay. That um, would not be a fun time if Ro was there. No, it wouldn't be. <laughs> unless, unless the it would just winning. be trash talking the entire time. Though, even if the Celtics were winning, you'd just like, make up a bunch of excuses. you just make it a bad time. He loves Damar yeah. and Zach like, way too much. And Desumu, like, it's, if I was a Bulls a fan, I would, I would hate Zach Levine if I was a Bulls fan. He Why? Would, he just, I, I feel like he doesn't. Oh, you don't like him? No, like I feel like he doesn't like maximize his potential at all. Personally, I feel like he's so talented, and doesn't show up. Enough. Well, speaking of talent, and speaking of a team that doesn't show up very well, the Celtics on this road Whoa. trip. Oh my God! Did you like the effort in Denver? All right, and we 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 saw you know Max, you were saying anything about this is like the work like the, yeah. the this team has been shooting the best in an NBA game like in the last twenty years. The Nuggets were, and Sean Grandy was hammering that point home on the broadcast. And then they turn like around. Barely lost though. Yeah, you, no, I thought I thought, that, even I thought they bad. played well that game. I just think OKC was a terrible game. OKC. Oh I think my well, the God. Issue, issue with that is Shy was out, so they they're prepping for a team with Shy, and then when Shy's out and gone, that's prep, a, that's a, a totally, excuse. It's I know, but still to give up one fifty to a team. Yeah, like I know that that's bad. No, I mean they they have never given this year. They haven't even given up. What was it like one thirty up to that point or something like that? Probably. And then they give up one fifty to a team. Without their best player, Unreal. it's like and yeah. And, I mean, well, look at the, you look at the entire the starting five. They all had like twenty five each, all of them. Yeah, they were making the, uh, like Jalen Williams, uh, the Santa Clara, the Santa Clara kid. I really like his game. He shouldn't be this good. Do- Dort, I like his game. He Dort's shouldn't be really, this good. Nah, Dort's really good. Like, yeah. Dort's been playing well this season. Um, Giddy, I like his game. He shouldn't be that good. Yeah. Like Trey Mann played really well too. Yeah, the Florida the kid Celtics. who I think Bijan, you you like Trey Mann. It's yeah, I like Trey. Like Man. he's got finesse too. He's like a he's like a Walmart Jordan Poole. Reminds yeah. me of Cameron Payton. Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne. Payne. Looks and looks like him a little bit. I, I, they both former or former and now active OKC backup point guard. Maybe that's, I guess. maybe that's why I'm, um, where I'm getting it from. But. The defense was not, not not just not there, but like well, it didn't Rob, seem interested Rob in playing. Rob also wasn't playing, but that still shouldn't be because when we're, we were playing our best basketball without Rob, so it's really not an excuse. Yeah, yeah they seemed to be in like but, autopilot, like uh, you know they weren't communicating wide open three pointers, wide open rolls to the basket. I, don't know. Well, I think I, I just feel like Tatum still like that play. I don't know, was it in the OKC game where Marcus put that third, like the putback? The putback was in OKC. That was in OKC. I was watching that. 
and Tatum was complaining that he didn't get a foul. He even always though, does. This. Even though yeah. Marcus Smart scored, he's sitting at the other end complaining. I'm like, dude, stop complaining. Your teammate just got a, like a really good bucket, and you like get back on defense. Like, just be happy you still scored. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of like mentality with Tatum that like hurts us. He still got a little bit of that. I should be treated like a superstar kind of thing, and it's it, it's too bad because when we were rolling in November, it, he wasn't he wasn't toy like or he was kind of doing it, but he was his play was speaking for itself, and the record well, of the team was speaking for itself. He just needs to get humbled a little bit. Yeah, I well, think has he not been humbled now? Like, I think these games are are a little unexpected and alarming, but. Um, they're not a cause for panic. I mean, I, I, yeah, fifty points. Yeah, it's Oof. not. It's not a good performance. But I mean, so what? I mean, I've like a random game, isn't gonna. Yeah, it's a random that like that doesn't it's define still a, what the twelve seed in the that, West. That doesn't define fourteen maybe. I don't think if it is a total random game, just because I remember watching the OKC game that we played against them earlier this season, and they deserved to win that game. We stormed back yeah. and had a triumphant victory. So th- this is where like okay, the rematch here. You know, let's try to lock in from the get go and prove that we're the better team. That just didn't happen. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I was gonna say um, the biggest change between. Uh, the first half of the season into this half that we're in now is obviously the three-point shooting. Yeah, for sure. But it's also how quickly we're scoring in the first half. We're getting like 18-point quarters when we were getting like 30, 30-plus 30 point quarters. Yeah. And we're just not getting those anymore. Yeah, no. Like like you said, like the bench production, the shooting on the bench is like way down. Tatum's having his worst year uh, worst um, year from three in his career, 34. Brown's is probably not like Brown's awesome. shooting. No, Brown's doing pretty well, I think. Brown's no, a no, no, they're, no, no, no. Brown, dude, Brown's so, Brown's I, averaging like the, the, the quietest right twenty-seven right points per game. No, he is. He's ridiculous. playing so well. But I'm talking about their like the three-point percentage across the board has just come down. That did concern me because I was worried in the year like they're shooting so well, it's not gonna be like this. But it's dropped like yeah. it's dropped like completely the other way. Like Brogdon, like from beginning, like now the last like 10, 12, 14 games, like. 21 well, he was the number one shooter for, for yeah a yeah couple in days. the nba right for like Hauser, 20 uh, no Hauser like hauser's like been like 26 now Hauser's like, getting back white he was, getting back he, was, he was wet the other night yeah he's yeah, he's, he's he's fixing it. white like white's down shooting white was the, in yeah like so I, I i just think like i i've said with this team um like i know that they have a, a flip a, a switch that they can flip but you, you obviously don't want to see games like this but like i don't think it's i don't think it's like it's just like oh, like they they came out there. They didn't they didn't they didn't focus. They didn't lock in, and it, it's like a little concerning. And I and I think that the main point to be said by this is like like coaching. Like I don't know how 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 much of a grasp that Missoula has over them. Mm. Um, but like they were they were struggling like before like right when we were coming home from from school. Um, like I remember they they almost like blew that game to the Lakers. Yeah, but then um, like then they had then, like then a they won, six exactly. or seven game stretch where they were playing yeah, really exactly, really good. Exactly. And then over the last game, I think I get Denver Two for games. me counts. Like last, the Denver was a good game. Denver was, Denver was, was fine. I, yeah, you're right. We've we beaten Denver six times in a row. Like yep. te- te- good teams be uh, they're in the number one seed. Like good teams be other good teams. They're playing really well. I thought we played well that night. Okay, see, it's just it's just a game that they they played poorly. Um, you you don't want to see it, but I mean this team is so talented. Um. That I mean, I, I I don't get like any like with a team maybe a few years ago I, I would have been much more concerned with a game like this, but with this team I, I'm I, I'm 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 pretty confident in them. Um, yeah. Okay, so I, I still think that it it almost looks from the early the the bad parts of this road trip that the the finals experience is coming back to me a little bit where 
too much focuses on Brown and Tatum. And the beginning of the season, it's like, oh, Grant can do this with his game now. Oh, White's confident now. Brogdon, oh, oh my God, this is so many scoring options. And now it almost seems like defenses are back to keying in on Brown and and, and Tatum. And yeah. I, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, now suddenly 35 games, 40 games in, why is this coming? Like, is it just like a rut in the road? Like, I just think it's like mid-season, just kind of like the mid-season blues. Lull, like, well, I mean, yeah, you kind of also look at it like Tatum and Brown aren't really playing bad. They're like, amazing. Realistically, it's the bench and like the other guys. They're having a lull. Yeah, which I mean, guys. it's fixable. It's fixable. <laughs> I think it's very fixable. So it's um, not the scariest thing. At least our superstars aren't like. I mean, even though they're dropping thirty a night, they're not playing well. At least Jason Tatum isn't. Jalen Brown. Jalen's fine. Since, what, what, since which game? Me, huh? Which game? Like, do you remember like around like when you like? like so this Brown, last this last stretch, they've like, they've both been averaging fifty uh, thirty points the past two weeks. They're, but okay, like so like the Bucks game you count right? Okay. So they're both uh, to me, like you said, it's giving me flashbacks to the finals where Tatum just gets ragdolled, gets pressured, and doesn't know what to do with the ball. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown, on the other hand, will knock those. Aggressive, and big yeah. time shots mm-hmm. and go to the hoop. And I think that Tatum needs to go to the hoop more often. I think Tatum does. Guys. Just a lot of the time when he goes to the hoop, he gets fouled. He's soft when he goes. He gets fouled like every time. He's gotten better at being soft to start he the season. He thinks he gets fouled every time. Yeah. Because he throws yeah. his hands up yep. yeah. every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Just go up strong. You know. I think ever since Drew Hanlon tweeted out that the best player in this pick in this graphic isn't pictured when it was like, oh, who's the best player in the league? Steph, Jokic, Giannis, or Luka. And it wasn't. Yes, because we, we've seen like an aggressive, motivated Tatum early in the year, like you said, like not finishing through contact. Um, and now I do agree that that from that part of the game, his his finishing at the rim strong is is down from what it was earlier. I also do see, yeah, when he gets trapped and blitzed, sometimes he like doesn't really know look, look like he's doing when like like there could be a simple pass. So I think I think I actually agree with what both you guys said about less of. They're they're bucket getters, and even though like you want to see them like be facilitators and stuff, that's why we have Smart. That's yeah. why we have Brogdon. So I think getting back to more of the ball, I want I want in their hands more. We have Brogdon, Smart, White. We have all these playmakers. Ba- so I want it to be more even. Not that those guys get the ball more than Brown and Tatum, but I want it to be a little bit more even. Because Brown and Tatum, yes. they're not they're not uh, Magic Johnson. Like they, they they're they're scorers at the end of the day. And even though Tatum's gotten a lot better at passing, Brown's gotten better at passing. They're scorers. So I think. Using the guys you have better as the playmakers could be could be very beneficial. But yeah, I, I do mean, think even in this recent stretch, I mean, they still have had some good wins. The Bucks win was very good. Um, I thought the Timberwolves game they played ba- they played well and they they got hot late. And then I thought that Clippers game they played really well. Yeah. And then I thought Denver wasn't a bad game. So I'm not I'm 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 still pretty optimistic. Even over the last obviously last game was inexplicably terrible. I, I mean, like what you said about the playmaking thing. Like I feel like the first. 20 games of the season, you're watching Marcus Smart, he's, like, all over Instagram. He's doing these crazy high, like, crazy passes, like, facilitating the end of the game really, really well. After the past, like, two weeks, you haven't seen, even, like, watching the games, you don't yeah. see Marcus really doing that well, much. He got anymore. engaged. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, maybe maybe he's got a Kardashian curse on the opposite end. But, I know it's not a Kardashian, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Right. Um, But, like, ever since the past, like, two, three weeks, he, like, hasn't been, like, doing those cool flashy things and like making the plays that he has been. I feel so. like I recently saw him dive out of bounds for a ball and I did, with that yeah. home stand. Um yeah. but 
uh, he usually shows up in Oklahoma because that's where he went to college. Actually, at Oklahoma that, State. That's true. He yeah, I does mean, play well there. He always. Sh- I remember. I remember when those Westbrook days. Him and Avery Bradley used to get after it. <laughs> I remember one um, specific game. Yeah, I mean, you probably remember the same one. Yeah, yeah, him, yeah. He went off. Westbrook got like pissed. He was like, "I do this every night." He has one good game. <laughs> I actually remember that. I do this every night. <laughs> <laughs> so salty. But um, but yeah, it's I like the point where other guys need to get involved and initiate the offense and not create so much of a burden. Although Brown seems like, oh, give me all the burden you want, I'm just gonna keep scoring. Mm-hmm. I just his mentality is awesome. I I love Jalen. Yeah. He's um, just like straight shooter. Yeah, that um, really bothers him. And I think his quote said it all about how he was like. We th- we had it coming to us, you know. We we pick and choose when we want to play. I think that that's that says it perfectly. Yeah, that's Build, true. I mean, building off that, like, you think the Pistons, you know, like I remember the last game they played against the Pistons, it was neck and neck, and yeah. then they pulled away in the fourth. Same thing with the Rockets. Like I think the Rockets were actually beating them, the last game they played against the Rockets, and then they had a, a big fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean but, the same thing just happened against uh, what's it called, Warriors. Yeah, same exact thing just happened. That so. game was concerned. That one, that one really got me. That Warriors game got me really flustered. Um, that was that for me was like my biggest like like reaction after a game. Like I was like, oh, like we because we were play, we had just before that Warriors game we had just killed Phoenix. Yep. We're riding high. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And they go into Warriors and they just it, it looked like the finals again. They were just out of control, out of rhythm. That game really scared me. And that that honestly like that game for me is like like is when everything kind of like. And I, I don't think they're playing We're as... five and seven since that Suns game. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've, I knew over their last 16, they were eight and eight. Our offense since, yeah, it since was like, like some one of the worst in December in the is December. one of the worst in the league. Yeah. It's honestly unreal. But we still had the best offensive yeah. rating in the league yeah. somehow. Yeah. Because November was yeah. like yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I think I think um, it's a long season, so... It is. Um, It'll be telling how we do tonight against Luka yeah, yeah. and the I was Mavs. About, I was just about to mention that. I, I'm looking right now. We're opening up as minus three, so we're like, I, I don't know. About we are that. favored, but oh, oh, we're minus. Oh, we're, yeah, minus, we're minus three. And they're so, at I mean, home. Like, but it's in. Yeah, it's in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're so away. That's... And then we play the Spurs again. And the Spurs so have had our number. So Vonley's going to the Spurs. Obviously, I don't think he's gonna be there. Huge revenge we haven't, game. We haven't played this. We haven't played the Spurs since the energy shifted. So. Oh, really? That's actually true. January. That's that's, we've, that's like, true. Some teams we've only played like once or like zero times since the energy shifted. So I think, <laughs> I think yeah. the Spurs, they, they haven't the experienced one of those teams too. That I mean, they'll, they're a gritty team. Yeah. Derek White we revenge got game. Josh Richardson yeah. revenge game. Oh Josh boy. Richardson. Derek oh, White going into Dallas. He's a bunch a of these revenge games. Wow. Who in Dallas? Bunch of, I mean, we Noah Vonleh, Derek White, Josh Richardson. Oh, you mean you were just saying in general? San Antonio, not Dallas. Oh, oh. You said Dallas. Whoops. Yeah. I, yeah. I kind of lumped no, lumped the two teams together yeah. there. It's all right. They're both Texas. They're both Texas, yes. Um, But, yeah, meanwhile, the Brooklyn Nets, and we had this conversation last week. I wasn't super scared of them just because we've, we've, we've seen how the playoffs sh- shaked out last year. But um, you can't discount a team that's won, that won 12 straight games. Obviously, got broken last night. But, um. When Kyrie's on and he's doing that up and over move, that swim move, that's so beautiful to watch just from an aesthetic standpoint. Bijan, I know you can appreciate that. Um, and when they got their role players going, it seems like a team that has all the confidence and swagger in the world. And I know it's a long season like we just mentioned, but right now, right now, and I told this to you guys, right now I think that's are better than us. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, their, coach, their coaching is far beyond ours. I mean, sure. I don't know about that. Bar- I mean, it's tough do, to we assess. Don't, we don't know. Well, dude, look at I mean, 
I know it is hard, but like at the same time, look how they're coached in the beginning of the season. They make a switch up, and now they're like yeah, no, they. they no, I wouldn't say they're the the best team in the NBA, but like arguably the best team in the NBA. Yeah, I, I don't. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go. go ahead. I don't know if it's more of. I think it's more of their role players got involved. I mean, we saw last night they lost because uh, who is it? Is it Royce O'Neal or some some one of their one of their role players who is normally on or Bruce Brown or someone. They just didn't hit their shots, and that yeah. was the difference in the game. And those players just didn't step up and mm-hmm. play, and Chicago did. Like I mean, well, yeah, it will, yeah, also, like, talking about Nick Claxton. I think Nick Claxton's emerged as well, like, the defensive player of the year right now. What? I th- what? I think he's he's I think he's playing, I like, saw him I saw top somewhere. ten for front court Eastern Conference votes. But he was? I'm pretty sure. I'm, Tatum's only fourth, by the way, yeah, for forwards in the East. I'm pretty well, sure. I, I expected that because KD, Giannis, Embiid. Wait, do the fans decide who it's starts? The fans. I think I think it's fifty. Are they the only people who no, decide who starts? I, I I'm not maybe fifty sure. percent. It was funny because all those guys were, um, those top four were all over two million. Yeah, and and it's like Jimmy Butler, Butler five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big drop off. Yeah, yeah, it makes um, sense. I mean, the MVPs this year are just like there's like five or six possible MVPs, which this is like last nuts. stretch of basketball has been insane. Oh yeah, the past like two three weeks, it's, forty every day. Yeah, literally. Mitchell brought himself in the MVP conversation yeah. with that game. Seventy-one. Uh, Max, back to your point about the the coaching. I mean, I I don't I don't I'm not gonna say I totally disagree, but like I I don't. I mean, you could say Missoula. I mean, their Celtics offense was 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 staggering, especially in the play, in the playoffs is different. Um, but with Missoula, I mean, their offense was, looked better than it did last year for a stretch. So the Nets are hot well, right now. I mean, I don't, and I I do know that Steve Nash is. Is like so. Is such like a smart guy that I've heard that like I heard someone was saying this that his his like his the way he was coaching just wasn't received because like he just right. could see things other people couldn't see. So I've heard Jacques Vaughn just came in and simplified everything and kind of made it more of just simpler things. And they obviously have two of the most skilled players on the planet, very good role players, deep team. Um, still, I even though I, I Nick Claxton seems to be playing well. I mean. I still think they 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 he's skinny. I think they leave a lot to be desired at the center <laughs> position. But, um, I mean, I, yeah. But yeah, the yeah, Nets I mean, are st- my my defensive player of the year comment. Maybe it'll have been a little bit yeah. forward. But I know he's playing really well in the defensive end. I yeah. know that. Yeah, the Nets are scary. I mean, just because I mean, Katie and Kyrie Simmons seems to be maybe playing a little better. I haven't really watched much, but um, and his stats don't really. I don't think he's a player that you really look at his stats for his role on the team. Yeah. Um, but I've heard he's. He's more engaged defensively. Has been better. But yeah, so the Nets are scary. Um, for me, I still think I would still take us in a series. Um, That's why we play scary. the games. That's why we have a lot more games to figure this out before we can. And we we actually we we um I mean we were one of the teams that like before this loss we gave them their last loss of the year. Mm. So I mean, um, and I've seen I we I've seen them because they're they're still a relatively small team on the perimeter. And I've seen our our guys are just all bigger than theirs. Like I remember sure. just that matchup last year. We just at times were just dumb. Like physically, we we're just out physical them. Yeah, Grant's a guy that I don't think they want a piece of. No, like Smart Irving. Smart's huge. I mean, our whole team. I mean, our whole team, in my opinion, is just, just <laughs> matches up well physically with them. Okay. I thought you were gonna go with a different route there. Okay. But. I don't know. My only issue is like, where you're saying like our role players need to step up. It's like when we get to the playoffs. Same thing's gonna happen with Tatum and Brown. They're gonna be isolated more. So our role players do need to step up. And if they're having a hard time right now in the season, they don't fix that. It's gonna be a real issue in the playoffs. Bijan thinks Brogdon is not trying. Okay, well I didn't mean, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. But I think Brogdon is a guy who's trying. admitted 
Brogdon's a guy who is admitted, I can't bear the load of like of the regular season. Like he literally said that in an interview. He said like I my body can't handle being like the first or second guy on a team for the whole year. Yeah, well he's the sixth man, so he's exactly be all right. last night. <laughs> like, right. He's the only one that actually wanted to play. Who Brogdon for, last for, night? Oh, did he play well last yeah, he night? Yeah, played, he played well. Like oh, they were down did. thirty. It was like a hundred thirty to hundred. I didn't he catch was, like, the game. The only one that was actually. Yeah, so I'm super high on Brogdon. I think me and John, and it seems like you were very high on Brogdon. Um, I think he's a big difference maker for us. And I think personally, he's just um, like every game is not. He is, forgot how to dribble one time. I mean, he's always his dribbling is not no, a no. thing that I I enjoy watching. No, but he's none of his game. It's is, like Jalen Brown, but I don't want Jalen Brown. Okay, well, no, I think Brogdon's much more reliable. Jalen Brown's handles can be crazy, but also out of control. I think Brogdon's very in control as a player, and that's what you want as a point guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, even though he's not the prettiest player to watch, he's got kind of a weird shot. I know, but he's very confident. He's so good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of him. Um, White, I think they need to get going because I think Brogdon's very confident. I think White is very inconfident. Sometimes. I don't know. White was playing really, really well at the beginning of the season. Yeah. No, really exactly, well. exactly, because he yeah, was very he confident. He didn't shoot the ball last year at all in the playoffs because he was not confident. Yeah, well, Max would like have a heart attack every time he shot. Yeah, yeah. I was a, well, I was Max a big was hater. Max was the biggest hater of Derek, Derek White. White. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. He did bother me times last he's year. Bad, but for but, sure. At times, um, so I can definitely get get where he's coming from. I want to make a weird observation about Brogdon. It it almost se- I I don't even know how to explain this. It it almost seems like he can't. He's so rigid in his movements that he can't see the pass over a taller defender. Do you understand what I mean, Bijan? Like I thought you're going to. Do, I thought you're going. He was kind of rigid. He can't get by people. Do you mean like into the post pass? Like Marcus Smart's really good at those. If he's coming off a screen and. Two people come at him. Yeah. Like I don't he's know if flustered. he can see that pass. He's not. He's not flustered. He'll just take his time and go around it. But he doesn't see that. Pa- I don't know. Yeah, that, he, that's he's, he doesn't want, see he's the not. Play before it yeah. actually develops. He can see it, but I don't think Maybe he's equipped. He doesn't want physically it. with. I don't he can't oh, okay. make the pass. Gotcha. I yeah. Don't, I think. I think he's a. Cons- I think he's kind of a conservative player. I don't think he really likes turnovers. Okay. But I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not. Probably I'm, goes back I, to I his Tony Bennett Virginia days with pack line defense. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, if that could be the case, you but know that. <laughs> I love college basketball, man. And we'll get to that in the moment. Brogdon is a guy on the team that I personally trust. Other guys, not as much. But he's one that I think is a big difference maker come playoff time. All right. Um, we were going to segue into the questions from the friend, from uh, friends of the program. I'm going to check with Boyle. However, the first one was intended to John. We actually already addressed that with the Skip Bayless tweet. And I thought we had a nuanced conversation about that. The second one was from Tucker. Um, uh, we got seven. I think only two were appropriate. Was, oh. John, what's your best pickup line? Or what's your favorite pickup line? Whatever. Tucker's his brother, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's not here. Can you read Nick's questions? I didn't want to. Nick's questions was one of them was like, John, how do you think? Kaledi. How would you motivate the Bills? No, no, yeah, no. Kaledi. No, Wong. Oh, he Wong? submitted at I the mean, last said, hour. Yeah, he, if it's oh, within no. the last two hours, yeah, I didn't look he at said, it. No, no, he said he was going to. He maybe did, but he said he was going to. I can check right now. No, nah, I don't think he John's still at the gym. Uh, um, but he was like, John, how are you going to like motivate the Bills? And was like, that's how do you how do you answer that? Like, yeah, no, he actually was telling me that in the Lifetime locker room. He was like, yeah, I sent in a few questions. He did not. I'm looking right now. <laughs> we got the Nick of the Kaledi variety. Nick Wong. But not of the Nick Wong. Nick Wong did not send Yeah, no, he any. said he was going to send you like top or bottom. Oh, okay. Classic. Um. <laughs> what to do with baseball games like left hand and right hand? Yeah, yeah. No, um, I don't understand. Okay. Can you exp- yeah. No, I won't explain. Do you want me to explain to you, Elaborate. Elaborate. Nah, it's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I'll tell you later. And then Cluddy's other question, I just, just can't, 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 
can't can't be reading that. So I mean, I can assume. Oh wait, wait. I think he told me, but I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Um. But um, we will skip that part. But I do have something else that relates to the friends of the program. This is something I didn't I didn't text you guys about. This is, this was not on the outline. So um, I'm gonna be reading off my notes here because it's time for a story. Ready for this? Okay. Well. Uh, while we're on the notes of friends of the program. In the early evening on Monday night in Ben Light Gymnasium in Ithaca, New York, Graham Robinson, oh, no. a friend yeah, of the program this, here, yep, <laughs> checked into a tied game between the Ithaca College Bombers and his Hamilton Continentals. The score, 57-57. to 57. Robinson, who had not recorded a single minute in this game, guarded oh, the tough. inbounds pass with 3.8 seconds left. Kind of like a taco fall situation. Yes, like in the bubble. in the bubble. Ithaca College's Luka Radovich, who was one for five from beyond the arc at this moment, missed a three, but the ball found its way into the hands of, who's the guy? Logan Wendell, his fifth rebound of the game and the 11th offensive rebound of the contest for the Bombers. The six-foot-one-inch sophomore then puts up a one-handed back-to-the-basket prayer that hits the front of the rim, then the backboard, and then falls through to win the game for the Bombers, 59-57. Ithaca College improves to 5-4, to while the Continentals drop to 8-5. and Max put this on our radar yeah. because it was posted <laughs> on House of Highlights, believe it or not. Graham was like the face of it too, which is the best part. And he's just you, running around like a like a like a. Wait, big I didn't giraffe. even watch the video. <laughs> he's I so watched weird. Video. He's I didn't watch you have to watch this video. And one of the comments, one of the comments from a blue check mark, oh. guy named AJ Green, not the NFL wide receiver, oh, but the, the, but the college one, the other NFL college one. He's got it's G R E E N E. Isn't he's another NFL player? I, I, it's not the. Oh look, I can probably. I don't think he was in the NFL, but I think he I think he went to Ole Miss with. AJ Brown. Oh, oh, interesting. All right. This um, guy. Right here. And he commented, number 13, referring to Graham, is a weirdo for sure. Yeah, oh. number 13, <laughs> a weirdo for sure. Oh. It is a bunch of laughing faces. Because uh, Graham was, all of you know, Graham's going what, 6'9", 6'10", the... and he's screaming, ball, 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 Dude, ball. everyone's commenting about him. 13 strange, 13 salty <laughs> AM. No. 13 is beat with the dude who made it. <laughs> no, Graham. Oh, I was thinking when you said no. that, I was wondering like if anyone's gonna say anything in the comments. But <laughs> Graham, no. Um, so hopefully it's a good sport about this segment here. But um, I thought that was I thought that yeah, needed to be so said. Yeah, that's rough. Um, I just thought it was interesting because I was like going through the. I was like, let's make this a story. Let me look up these guys. Let me look up the characters. And when it goes to the scoreboard of Hamilton or the the box score of Hamilton College. It says on the minutes chart, Graham Robinson, zero plus, which to me means he just got in for that final play. Uh, yeah, he yeah. didn't have a single minute. So yeah. um, exactly like a Taco Bell situation almost, but the crazy shot. And House of Highlights somehow got that up. Like, that's unbelievable. Dude, Graham commented. He replied to the comments, and guy's corny with, like, the dead emoji. <laughs> I guess that's all you can do. Nah, you can't. You shouldn't respond. I wouldn't respond. Nah, bro, that's hilarious. It is funny. That's it's objectively funny. funny. But, yeah. Um, I mean, if he's like, if it, like, if I like, if I was him, like, and I found it funny, like, I would resp- respond. But like, if I was mad, I wouldn't respond. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If you, if you, if I got someone to comment like that, I'd be like, yeah, it's alright. <laughs> it's alright. Um, I guess I was gonna do college football and then college basketball, but let's. Wh- and we w- we'll run through this quickly, Bijan. You know how it goes. Oh no, it's okay. No, I, I wasn't making a face. I wasn't okay. But while we're on the notes of college basketball, it's it's that time of season. Conference action is getting into it. And uh, 
Let's see here. Last time we spoke, actually, so six days ago, Bijan, there were three undefeated teams left. UConn, Purdue, and New Mexico. All of them lost in the time that has gone by since then, six days ago. Providence. UConn lost to Providence last night, and they lost to Xavier the other night. Shane, are you a big college hoops guy? I mean, I follow it, but okay. I follow it, but I'm not. I don't have one team or anything. Gotcha. Um, in the ACC, um, so yeah, shout out to Xavier and shout out to who beat who was it the team that I got to look at my notes here. Rutgers, of course, yes, they upset Purdue again, and then Fresno State was the team who beat the the Lobos of New Mexico. Purdue, fake number one team. Sam's Boilermakers. Yes, bet on Ohio State. I'm not a betting man, but if you are. Ohio State minus one and a half against the number one team ranked team in the country tonight um, at Ohio State. In the ACC, Duke still sucks. If you're picking them in your bracket, you're doing it wrong. Um, they got blown up by NC State last night. Pitt 4-0 in the conference after wins against North Carolina and Virginia. Georgia Tech ended on a 12-0 run to beat number 12 Miami. Clemson is 4-0 as Virginia Tech continues its slide. And Syracuse, we are low-key 3-1 and in the ACC. Not good. We are not good. <laughs> we are not good. We beat Louisville by one point on a possession where Judah Mintz slipped, turned it over, and then the Louisville player came the other way, got it poked from behind by Jesse Edwards, game over on back-to-back turnovers in the final seconds. And we escaped the KFC Yum Center with a one-point win against a team who is now 2-13, and 13, the Louisville Cardinal- Cardinals, who were once very good under head coach Rick Pitino. Oh, yeah. That's um, the Terry Rozier played. Yes, <laughs> T-Ro. I mean, That's like my one contribution to college a, basketball. Wait, they won it all in 2013. It got revoked. Peyton C- it got revoked? Yeah, wait, because, what? you know, Patino. Uh, the sex scandal? Yes. And he took them to strip clubs and casino. Yes, but he, they, he they, did a lot of weird like, stuff with but the they, recruits. They, like, they don't have the title? The dog for that. The NCAA <laughs> stripped Louisville of its title. Like, they don't have the banner in their arena, the KFC Yum Center, I don't believe, which is bullshit because we saw with our own two eyes that they won. That they won. And they did it for Kevin Ware, who broke his fibula on uh, national television. Yeah, on Easter, right? Sounds about right, uh, yeah. I remember uh, a player named Peyton Siva. Yeah. He was good too. He I think he was good. on that team, right? Yeah, Peyton Siva was Russ on that team. Smith. Yeah, Russ Smith and Peyton Siva. That's an electric backcourt. Yeah. And then they had Luke Hancock, who I think is now doing media for, for ACC Network. Um, so, yeah, give a little back their, their banner. In Big 12 action, Kansas State hung 116 points in regulation against Texas. You don't see that in college basketball. In a 40 minute game, college basketball, 116 points is actually nuts. Kevin McCullough Jr returned to Texas Tech as the Jayhawks narrowly prevailed against the Red Raiders. Kevin O'Banner, who you might remember from um, that Oral Roberts team, kept Texas Tech in that game um, with a bunch of threes. And Tennessee has by far the best defense in the nation. 11 of their 14 games, they they hold opponents to under 60 points. And that's your college basketball update. College football, TCU, Georgia. Do we have any opinions on that? Uh, I think think the fan favorite is probably TCU, but... Ultimate underdog versus the, winner's the ultimate pick, favorite. The winner's pick is probably Georgia. Yeah. I mean, those were two awesome, awesome games on Saturday night. I know, yeah. Um, you don't see that in the college football playoff era. Um, but yeah, yeah. I do. I thought Ohio State had it, too. Which is, they played an unbelievable game. They Utah, played a perfect poor, game. Poor Utah, dude. They they got... Utah? Not Utah. Sorry, Ohio State. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ohio State, dude. <laughs> Tough. I mean... At one, at the same time, you can commend them on playing a great game after that embarrassment against Michigan. But at the same time, you were up 14 points in the fourth quarter, and your defense couldn't not allow a touchdown to Stetson Bennett and company. And they're good, like heart of a champion, all that. 
I know they're going to say Marvin Harrison Jr. got knocked out in the end zone and didn't even get a targeting penalty off of that. He was a game changer, but like, you got to put that game away. I, yeah. I don't know. Like, Defense has to step up in that situation. I mean, that's yeah. one of the biggest. That's the biggest game up to that point in the season. Yeah, like, you know? and they, yeah, they played super. Like offensively, they played like a perfect game. Mm-hmm. Like and you can't ask for after that. In, after that hit, he, he didn't play, so yep. uh, that might play a part into it. But yeah, and then uh, yeah, TCU Michigan was also very fun. Um, Felt like I couldn't take my eyes off that. Yeah, that, <laughs> go to the bathroom. Another ten points is up yeah. on the board. Yeah, like McCarthy threw two interceptions, but I thought he played it well. I thought he played gutsy. Yeah. Duggan, of course, played gutsy. Max Duggan's the dog, dude. Yeah. So I mean, if Max Duggan can get this upset as what a thirteen point underdog against Georgia in the national title, he's gonna become the face of America for like the next yeah. week. It was just weird. Like they're what five and seven, five and eight last year. Went from five and seven to <clears throat> now in the title game, which gives hope to middle Middle of the pack D one teams. It's nice to see. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to see a, a team like that outside of the more fun to watch. Yeah. But like, it's just like yeah. it, it sucks. Cause it really seems like they're probably the coaching. Yeah. The coaching's so drastically different on both teams. Sonny Dykes. That you really. It's just. Made a major, I don't know how TCU improvement. can coach this game, like, even compared to Georgia. They're gonna. Georgia's just gonna outcoach them. I think. What I mean, do you, Sonny you Dykes, think the coaches are? Like, I think Georgia. I think a lot of people like. How Sonny Dykes can put them up in a position to yeah, win. He does put them in a position to win. I don't know, Cole. I don't know it that well. I just, I feel like, from like my outside perspective, I feel like Georgia just has. I mean, they're for the talent. Their players are unbelievable. The, the talents, yeah, off the charts. Um, but I mean, Kirby Smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, I put this like he said after the game. Ohio State probably deserved to win. Like, and yeah, they, like I said, they played a perfect game except for yeah, they the defense didn't get the stops that they needed to, but. Georgia will probably win, and um, but if TCU wins, that's the ultimate come like the ultimate underdog story, which is nuts. It's so nice. Yesterday at Camel's, I was bored at work for the first hour. Nobody coming in. I was making. I was that. like so close to calling you, but it's- you know who did call me? <laughs> Ryan Grace from Kobe College, of course, yeah, nice guy. Of course. Um, but um, I was making like the transitive property list, like okay, Kansas State beat TCU, Alabama beat Kansas State. LSU beat Alabama, um, Texas A&M beat LSU. It's a good year for college football. And then, who beat Texas A&M? That was like a huge upset. There was one team that went into college days. So it was like a, whatever. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just remember like earlier in the season, like I was like betting a little bit, and I would always, I would never take TCU. I'd always take the team they're playing, and they just kept beating them. Like, what's going on? How'd that betting come out for you, Max? Ah, uh, not good. But you know, oh, sorry, it's in the past. Um. Yeah, that Texas future, by the way, not looking good. Well, it's okay because the book's gone now. <laughs> yep, I missed out on that. <laughs> All right, that's the show um, with Bijan Sharifi, Max Topol, Shane. Let me get your last name here, Tangway, and Ned for helping us out and uh, setting up the studio here once again in WIQH. I'm Austin Barrick, and here is our friends, John Denver. <laughs> We now welcome on a legend, a state champion, the next great actor, oh, no. and the pride of Tucson, <laughs> Arizona, Steve Cohen. Steve, what's up? Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for having me on. I got to make a quick announcement. Coming in the next couple months, we have Stephen Cohen tequila, fresh out of Sonora, <laughs> Mexico. I went down a couple weeks ago, found a mezcal with no rights, went on GoDaddy, patented their name, Stephen Cohen tequila for about 100 bucks. I mean, look for it. Classy, better tasting than Don Julio, cheaper, 
and you just feel better about yourself when you're drinking Stephen Cohen tequila. This this is unbelievable. Um, first time I'm hearing about this. It, it it wouldn't shock me if it if it came. It's you're the only person who this announcement doesn't shock me about. Um, this sounds like something like Matthew McConaughey would do. You went down to you went down to Mexico and and you did this. No, a couple of kids in my geology class in Arizona live in Sonora. I mean, we live 15 minutes from uh, Nogales, the U.S.-Mexico border. And if you drive about three hours south, there's this one beach strip where all the U of A kids go, Puerto Panasco. And I just literally found a tequila farm, went mezcal hunting with my boy, a couple of kids who know the area, and I literally found one with no rights. So, I mean, got to work, got to get the recipe set in stone. You got to work on production. I mean, the social media piece of it's the easiest part. I mean, you get a couple of famous people to drink it. That's, that's not what we're worried about. And then you're off. Wait, so you're not worried about getting famous people to sponsor this? Oh, yeah. That's the, the social media side of the company, you know. That's not what we're worried about. I mean, you just got to get the nice, greatest mascot in the world. What about the, uh, I don't know much about tequila. Agave, isn't that a thing you got to take care of? Oh, yeah. It's just, it just better than Don Julio, maybe. Can't say I've tried. John, are you familiar with Don Julio? Um, I mean, that was a great question since you obviously know that I'm a huge alcoholic. Um, what about, <laughs> what about great goose? <laughs> Disgusting. Piss water. Yeah. Great, I heard great goose is pretty good. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you would drink it, Chang An. John, again, for the listeners, <laughs> does not, does not drink alcohol. It's against his philosophy. Um, Steve, what's the border situation there? You said U of A kids can just get down there all the time. Is so it's yeah, you would just need your passport. I mean, it's kind of disgusting. I mean, the Tucson locals, man, it's really the only downside of Tucson, Arizona. It's the guns, man. As we are the first big city outside of Mexico. The border is kind of a joke. I mean, we've we've known this, but you would just need your passport to get across. All right. Um, what's the uh? What's the acting scene like for you right now? Where are you in, in chasing that dream? It's been on a hold, honestly. I mean, I knew I had to go to Arizona, but I mean, there's Tucson casting. I'm in touch with a couple of people out there. I mean, I haven't been to L.A. in a year. L.A. is kind of a uh, S.H., but, you know, there's always Boston casting. I mean, yeah, you know, the show Succession apparently has a uh, casting call coming up. So I sent them an email, sent them a couple of photos of my face, you know. L.A. is a, LA's a kind of a bunch of a-holes, but, you know. It's electric. I mean, you show up, you show up to an audition. You should, you think you're going to show up to the only guy with the cowboy hat on. You see four other dudes with the cowboy hat on. You're about to audition. You see fucking, you hear the, you hear the casting director like negotiating the, like the role. So when, as you're about to go audition for it, like you show up, everyone looks like you and you just, it's all confidence in the end, but you got to kind of, you got to know. So you got to know someone on the inside. You got to have someone behind that lines to get you out there. <laughs> behind the enemy lines <laughs> multiple multiple people showing up with cowboy hats unreal i'm i like I, you think yeah you think you wanted to show up be the guy who actually shows up like i'm steve Gollin. i mean that video went around my first ever site i mean god knows my acting careers and uh trying to take a page out of clooney's playbook i mean aaron paul brian cranston just famous actors who got into the keto business so yeah i was gonna say like you're you're down there in the uh, the southwest of the states, uh, you know, one state over from New Mexico, where they, or seemingly they filmed Breaking Bad, or at least where it's based out of, and the uh, 
the tequila scene. I just remember that scene from Breaking Bad where, spoiler alert, uh, it's a, like a flashback and uh, the entire like wedding, you know, is poisoned by Gustavo Fring with, I don't know if it was tequila or some other kind of alcoholic beverage, but uh, that would... What you said off the bat there, Steve, rang a bell with me with that. Um, so Aaron Paul, is he is he the guy that I mean, obviously you're one of a kind here, Steve, but is he the guy that gives you inspiration as an actor? I wouldn't say him. I mean, I kind of just started to watch Entourage. I just saw Vinny, literally just Vinny, Jimmy Pibbins, the guy who plays Ari Gold. I mean, I mean, I just felt like I I was I honestly felt like I wouldn't be living up to my name if I didn't get get in one movie here. John, do you watch Succession or, or or Entourage? No, I don't. Unfortunately, I've seen some Breaking Bad's. Like I know the, the no couple clips there, but uh, yeah, no. Yeah, can't say I'm familiar with with Entourage or or the other one there, but definitely definitely on the list. Um, Steve, for for people who somehow don't know who you are, who are listening to this right now, would you say you're a high school hero? I would not. Fuck CC. I was wow. there at the uh, University of Arizona, netminder. And then uh, my party cats are uh, poised to make a men's collegiate lacrosse association run this spring. Boys had our first game of the year in, in Vegas this year against Utah Valley. I mean, yeah, they won by eight, but, you know, it's good to get back out there. I feel like I had 20 saves. Yeah, so. Fall uh, film coming soon. We can't wait to see the, the highlights of, of. Wait, so it was a fall season and now there's also a spring season? Oh, of course. I mean, yeah, we only played one real game in the fall, but the boys, a couple months. I mean, South Carolina won the MCLA next year. They they knocked us out of the playoffs, knocked Arizona out of the MCLA playoffs last year in the first round. So I guess that's why I'm here, right? You're the difference maker to get over the Gamecocks. Yeah, honestly, like Arizona across at the MCLA is so easy. People just, I always say people shoot harder in mass and they do. Wow. So. That is interesting. So, uh, so basically, the whole fall thing was like a tune-up for the spring season. Oh yeah, just getting the rest off. I mean, I'm wearing 11 right now. Let me show show the fans the jersey. Yeah, let's let's see this. Oh baby, oh baby, look at that. That's going that's straight crazy. to the rafters. Yeah. So, <laughs> baby, it's a nice yeah blue main tone with the the red trim. It's a beautiful jersey right there. Um, so yeah, speaking of Arizona, um, I know we were talking about the basketball team earlier and Tommy Lloyd, do you see like Kurkrisa, Tubelis, Bala walk in the campus at all? You do not. They really don't go out. You see some of the football guys occasionally go into some of the, uh, campus bars, kind of weird guys. Not going to lie. Their beauties, like they're the goats, the campus, like the basketball and football team are above all the Greek life here, but the basketball guys, you don't really see out. Occasionally, you'll see a football guy or two around, but not really. They're just dedicated to the craft. Are you part of Greek life, Greek life, Steve? I told myself if I uh, if I joined first semester freshman year, I would have dropped. So, uh, you know, our entire lacrosse team is kind of just the Greek guys getting some exercise out there. So we'll see in the next couple of weeks. Going to have to potentially join the rest process. Right. Well, John, you're you're now familiar with with Greek life. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I would, I don't know. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to assume here that the Arizona Greek life is probably, uh, oh, yeah. You can't compare it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say you definitely can't compare it. Yeah. Um, but 
I mean, yeah, seems like you're having a blast out there, Steve. Tommy Lloyd, uh, so you actually think that they're they're final four bound this year? Oh, 100%. Balu, if you bow, knock on wood, if Balu stays healthy, I don't think anyone in the fucking in the league can jump with them. We got to Balu, we hit our threes, dude. Tommy Lloyd is a genius. I think he is. I actually think he's a very good coach. But at some point, I feel like the loss of Benedict Matherin's got to hurt. Like, Interesting, yeah. And like Balo, yeah, like he's got to stay. It's, it's, I don't know. They're always like they have, they're always like good defense. They're always dogs. Like I think UConn is the pickest team ever. Obviously, we lost problems the other day, but um, just smoked. Well, yeah, John. Yeah, it was good for you not knowing college ball at all this time last week, and UConn turns <laughs> around and, and and loses twice at Xavier. Yeah, I told I told you they would lose. Harley. I said they suck too. Well, I don't know if you said they would lose. You just said that they weren't the number one team despite not watching a single second or not being able to name one player on the team. At right. Xavier, at Providence, those are tough places to win at. Um, but they do have they do have more holes the more that I watch them, especially in that Providence game. Especially, I, I just think they're, they get too frustrated. They get too amped up. They, they play like a team that's not as connected as you might hope for a number one or whatever team. Dan Hurley is too much of a maniac to, to fully trust in a tournament. Anyways, Tommy Lloyd, on the other hand, is a guy who I can buy into his, his mindset. His, he's, always got, he's always got like an assuring face, if you know what I mean, if that makes nice. sense. And he respects the lacrosse team, too. Every spring he comes out to one practice every year. He gives us just a dirty speech. He's a good guy. Great character in Tucson. He's just he's dedicated to win the McHale Center. Every single game packed. It's just it's a lot of there's a lot of school spirit. I mean, being a wildcat. Once you you got to see the U of A to believe it, but it's it's a magical place. Yeah, you, the McHale Center does. It's one of the best home court advantages in all of college basketball. Doesn't it do that thing where it splits like each section red, each section white or blue? Like it's got that stuff going. And straight down the middle of the football game, just zone. Oh, no. Zona. I mean, Tommy yeah. Lloyd's on his way to being a legend in Tucson up next to the uh, the two greatest athletic players ever wear the jersey, Gronk and probably Steve Kerr, the two most oh. famous Wildcat alumni. Yeah, oh, I didn't know Steve Kerr went there. Yeah, Steve Kerr Creasa. That's a little nice little name thing right there. Um I want to shift focus real quick here, uh, Steve. Pick a basketball at Emerson Playground, always a fun thing to do. Uh in Concord, Mass. What are the qualities to you uh, required to be a pickup hero at Emerson Park? I think just being able to leave it all in line. We always said, like, if we don't have jobs at, like, 25, 26, 27, just meet me at the rim, right? You don't need to be employed to meet me at the rim. I mean, that was me last year. Just, and one. Just felt like such a beauty out there, just trying to get a run in, just trying to just get to the rim with authority. It's all about Emerson is just going to the rim with authority. All right, so, so if you're if you're unemployed, I have a follow up question to that, John. Please go ahead. All right. Also held John to zero right. back in the day. That was in like sixth grade, but all right. Um, um, back in the day, you know, obviously that practice where we did the varsity uh, versus, um, at you know, varsity team held you guys to scoreless. Besides the points that you scored. What were you going through when you hit that three? I'm just running the, uh, the old three-man weave. I come down. At the very start of practice. 
remember, yeah, just running the uh, three-man weave. I come down. Jonathan gives me a nice pass, top of the key. I just flick the wrist, you know. I, I figured, like, I played football, basketball, and cross in high school. I played freshman basketball at Lawrence Academy, too. I mean, there's some film of that. We're not going to bring that up. But I felt like the coach of this team as a co-owner is like, I feel like I got to make appearance in here one time. And then, you know, I'm not going to – I'm not going to go out not shooting – yeah, just a simple flick of the wrist. I guess that's all that needs to be done. I mean, going back to, like, if, if, fuck, like, if you're unemployed by age 26, pull up to Emerson Park, meet Steve Cohn at the rim. That's, un, that's an unbelievable quote from you, Steve. Or just pull up to a certain uh, fighting championship in Vegas. Right. Baby. Right. So Dana White just uh, – just had a tough video come out for him. Slapped his his fiance or girlfriend, wife, multiple times. Uh, not yeah, a good I no comment on that, but actually, it's such a stand up individual. All right, all right. Um, jeez, and all right. There's no easy transition here, but um, let's let's get your take on it. Was it was actually. He was actually one of the first people, like I know Brittany Griner just got out a couple of weeks ago, but literally eight months ago, him and Mark Davis, the CEO of the Chargers, were what are we doing? Any, Mark any, Davis, doing whatever uh, yeah, literally Mark Davis doing whatever they could to get Brittany out. Like at one point, like there's talks about like trying to get Khabib to get Putin to get out, and like we had to give him the merchant of death eight months later. But him and Mark Davis were some of the first people to vouch for Brittany Griner. I mean, just absolute stand up individual, amazing company, but yeah. Yeah, John, what were you going to say, Mark Davis? Isn't he the Raiders guy? Yeah, Microsoft, does he? I know it's obviously not all of Microsoft. Or what does he? he is, I forgot. He has some big thing in one of the one of the big companies in the world. but Big hedgehog guy. All right. Um, see, let's, let's get your takes on uh, some Boston sports stuff. Mac Jones, is he a good quarterback? I think he's just – he's a placeholder, man. I mean, like, he's accurate. I, I, Mac Jones, anything on – the 15, 20 yards is a lot, but I just I, – Mac Jones just cannot throw the deep ball to save his life. I mean, yeah, he's a national champion. Yeah, he's a pretty girlfriend, reasons why you could trust the man. But, you know, he just can't throw deep. I mean, I feel like if we lose this season, Mac's got to know. I mean, he's maybe out of here in a year or so. Yeah, well, we, we got to play in Buffalo here week 18 in two days. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of emotions in that game. We were, we were talking about this yesterday and the, the clips that the, the listeners just, just listened to. Yeah, I'm very concerned for the Pats uh, for that game. So I'm put that out there. I think it's going to be a really tough uh, place to play, especially all those players motivated to put play for their boy after, obviously, that tragic event almost occurred with the CPR. Um yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be a really tough game to win. Uh, going to be really tough for the Pats to somehow manage to pull that off. John, hear me out. You don't need to be concerned if you go into it with the, with the mindsets of there's almost no way that we win. Um, yeah, but so I, I agree with you, but I think you have to. I, all the players, I think, have a mindset they're going to win, especially because they're one game off the playoffs. Obviously, if they lose, they can still make it. Um, just they need a lot for a lot to happen. So we'll see. But um. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Obviously, you don't know. Anything can happen. I mean, didn't we beat them last year in the uh, snow game, literally running the ball every single play? I mean, yeah. Nothing. But, like, I don't know. What you say, it's kind of lucky we haven't beat them since. And we got blew out by, like, 50 in the 
yeah, like since that win game where we what passed the ball three times, they've beaten us thoroughly three straight times. And so we might have the mindset, John's point of let's win this football game. But the fact of the matter, the simple fact of the matter is that the Bills are a better football team than the Patriots are. And they are and they're gonna be motivated to play this week. I, I mean you could obviously you could argue the opposite, saying um, you know, maybe they're not ready to play this game. But I, I think they're motivated um, to play this game. And I think, uh, obviously, they're all wearing the patch for uh, DeMar Hamlin. And uh, I think it's going to be a really tough place to play, a tough game to win. Yeah, and I was thinking about that, like, oh, uh, you know, just, you know, uh, you know the atmosphere is going to be even crazier in Orchard Park than it usually is. The Patriots going to have such a tough time to win in there. It, like... Yeah, no, yeah. Imagine, imagine, yeah, Austin and I got to experience the atmosphere in Orchard Park um, during the playoff game in the negative 20 degrees, and that was pretty crazy. Um, pretty hard to imagine the atmosphere of the screaming fans, the Buffalo, like, music and shit. But now imagine the atmosphere that's going to be there week 18. I'd say it would be way greater than um, what we experienced. Right, it probably will be. But my point is that, Oh, people might say it's going to be even tougher for the Patriots to win. It, it doesn't matter. Like if this game was played at a neutral field, if this game was played at Foxborough, it wouldn't matter because we're just not as good of a football team as the Bills are, especially with Josh Allen. Um, so I, I look, I, I I'll give the Patriots a fighting chance. I'll be rooting for them, but I have low expectations on Sunday, despite. The chance, the idea of a of a winning in here, as I got a my 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 screen is a little frozen. The idea of a winning in is very enticing and is very intriguing and it excites me. But I, I the Bills are just better and they're playing for something bigger than themselves. Steve, Except, uh, are they really? Dude, I think Josh Allen's a dog. Don't get me wrong; he's he's top two. It's him and Mahomes, top two quarterbacks in the world right now. But I mean, I have, I have the utmost respect for Josh Allen. He spent four years of his life in the middle of Wyoming to yep. play college ball. I mean. Guys, he's a Wyoming guy at the end of the day, but his his luck's gonna run out. I mean, you can't be an athlete at the highest level of the world. I feel like knock on wood. I mean, I feel like Josh Allen's due for an injury. I mean, we just gotta get in his head. I mean, yeah, they're playing for Hamlin, which is obviously horrible. I mean, still, Bills gotta we gotta attack their uh, safety now, attack their secondary. I, how could yeah. I don't think Josh Allen's due for an injury? I think that guy's just built different. Built different, yeah. We'll see. Uh, his uh, his uh, luck will run out, dude. No, uh, yeah, like. like do you I really see the Bills winning at all, though? Like it's so tough to say who's uh, going to win at all because every big, every major team has flaws. Honestly, I think that the the team that I put the most confidence in to win it all might might honestly be the Cincinnati Bengals. Really? Wow, interesting. It's not a terrible take, but you know, I don't have a great track record with predicting things correctly, so I don't know. See, I can see Cincinnati losing the Ravens uh, in the wild card. Well, they uh, wouldn't lose. They wouldn't lose a third time to them. Like, you, there's no way Joe I, well, do a team three times. I mean, I don't know. I think it would be close. All right. Well, especially against Tyler Huntley. Like, I don't know. Um. Yeah. Uh. Last note. For I, don't you, know, I have so much more faith in the Bruins, man. Personally. Yeah. They, what, they still have what? Only four losses on the whole, like four regulation losses on the year. Like, I mean, yeah, Jim Montgomery's first year. I mean, Jim Montgomery came from Calgary. I mean, Linus is really the best keeper in the show. Him and Swayman. Swayman's actually a humane guy. Has uh, some connections. Are the, are the Bruins actually like 
do you think the Bruins are actually like legit or like I don't really yeah, I just talk to you, man. Yeah, we just have the best goalie in the show. Really? Look, John, I'm no hockey guy, but I feel like it'd be hard to go 34 and four without being legit. Yeah, obviously, obviously that's a fair point. Um, so Steve, are, are the Bruins winning the Stanley Cup this year? I mean, I have, I have the utmost faith in Jeremy Swayman. I mean, Jeremy Swayman has some uh, Zeta Benatow connections. I mean, we respect that, obviously. I mean, fun fact, too, him and Linus Olmark are actually not very close friends. I mean, the, you know, the, uh, the, the hug at the end of the game, the NHL saw that was just selling jerseys, and it's just scripted. But I have the utmost respect for Swayman. I mean, we got Pasta, we got Marshy, we got Bergy. I mean, boys, Jim Montgomery is doing a great job. I mean, it's not all him, but I think I have – the most faith in the Bruins. I mean, as a Celtics fan for the last 10 years, you know, like the best we can do at this point is Eastern Conference Finals. We finally get over that <laughs> last year and Steph Curry takes a shit on our chest. Fucking game four. See, I agree with Steve. Awesome. It was the most depressing shit watching that last summer. Game six, it was so dark. That was that was a tough, tough night for sure. Um, John, what were you going to say? Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, you get the hump thing. Uh, obviously, good Celtics win against Dallas. But the one thing that I am glad about is the Celtics. I mean, like, obviously, like, the hump thing is definitely a real thing. That's why I think they play down into the competition so much. But I think they also do play up to the competition. They don't, they don't lose to a lot of really good teams. They beat the good teams, and sometimes they choke up against teams that they're supposed to kill. But, um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm still pretty confident with the Celtics. Obviously, the East is really tough, and we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, we can do something at the trade deadline. Yeah, well, yeah. It was definitely John's point. An encouraging bounce back performance last night in Dallas after the miserable effort in Oklahoma City. It's. I don't know. It's. It's a team that I think is equipped to win a title, but definitely has some of those mental hurdles to get through and. It's tough to be focused. It's tough to be focused throughout a whole season. It's it'll be tough to focus for four rounds of the playoffs. Obviously, we we've shown that we can go three, three and a half rounds of of a of focused playoffs. Or actually, you know, in some of those Eastern Conference series, it was up and down, as we have kind of chronicled over the last eight months. But I don't know. I I still think that this team has to play ten to fifteen percent better for me to truly believe in them to win it all. And it's tough to have that expectation to be like, oh my God, you guys are like 27 and 13 or 27 and 14, whatever it is. And you still, and 12. Oh, really? You still are kind of like down on them. Like, like, man, like you're lucky to have a team like that, but it's tough. It's, it's tough because some of we've seen these guys throughout their years and you know that they can play better, play more focused or play more of a team. And then Missoula first year, it's, it's like it's like what if you like can can you envision John a situation where like we're playing the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals we're in Brooklyn it's like Game Six or whatever but what if Brooklyn has a three two lead and mm-hmm. they're on like a sixteen to two run they've tied up the game and the crowd's going nuts and they cut to Jacques Vaughn leading his guys and then they cut to Missoula just chewing his gum like I don't know I wouldn't feel good in that situation but maybe that's just hypothetical. <laughs> That's a good point. Also, though, like competing teams in the East is probably the best, um, the best coach. But yeah, do we really trust Jacques Vaughn? Do we trust Doc Rivers? Do we trust Joe Missoula? Like at least out of those four, uh, who's the Cavs coach? They have JB Bickerstaff. Yep. Yeah. So like out of those coaches, 
I don't really trust any of them. The only one I trust is the Milwaukee Bucks, Bucks coach. Um, and so, like, at least I don't trust any of these other coaches. Like, they're not elite NBA coaches like Steve Kerr, some, uh, Mike Malone, some guys on the West. Uh, so I, I think that will even it out more. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with your point, though. Um, I think Missoula sometimes, like, he doesn't call timeout uh, when they go on run and it really pisses it, uh, me off. It's also kind of concerning the Celtics are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Uh, meanwhile, Milwaukee's also five and five, but I think Brooklyn and Cleveland and Philly are all eight and two or above. Brooklyn's nine and one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, obviously, it's a long season, and we'll regroup after the All Star break, or hopefully, we go into the All Star break with some momentum here. The last these next four or five weeks, um, Steve Celtics, you seen them getting out of the East? Ah, man. I mean, it's like who would play Cleveland, Philly? I mean, I think we get out of the East, but like deep down, I know, deep down, we all know we're never going to go all the way. It's like we have the same core, but it's like can Tate, everyone says Tatum just not going crazy enough last year against the Warriors. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I think he is a different player. And I like, but we'll see. Yeah. We have Blake Griffin now. It's like we have Al. I mean, Al can still shoot, but he's just, he's hobbling around the court at this point. I think Al Al was probably the third best player on our player run last year. Playoff run. Honestly, you might be. Uh, I mean, different guys. Wait, I have a really good question. Um, all right, so the All Star game that's when I was coming up, and Jason Tatum was uh, so far as not all. Steve, who would be the All Star game for menaces and PPD? Oh my God, Jesus! <laughs> I mean, I think everyone who won. I mean. You could go to a DVD, but um... – <laughs> oh, my God, the All-Star game. I think it was just uh... – I don't know, man. I mean, running college is kind of a menace at some points, but um, Peabody, man. Give me, give me a top three. It would be the top three. You were up there. Um... Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I know my other two. Like our Spanish class was up there. Yeah. Obviously, Waldeck. He was up there. He's a changer. He's a good guy, though. Depressive. Shout out Fairfield, though. Fairfield's a good time. Fairfield, the college? Yeah. They had the little Santa Con a couple weeks ago. Very spirited. Mm. Mm. You went? Yeah. Wow. Um, where they hit up a hour drive, something what's up? Where they like go to a beach or something? Yeah, it's literally just like the point, literally, just like a 10 minute drive from their campus. Damn, wow. they're like 1,500 people. Wow, that's uh, that sounds fun. Um, I do want to circle back real quick. Uh, I, I am open to the idea though that Tatum can be better. I mean, we've seen guys have to go through the trials and tribulations before they end up winning a title. We saw Jordan with the Pistons. We saw LeBron with the Mavericks. I'm not saying that Tatum is those guys, but you, it's it's not easy just to win your first time. You usually got to experience, you know, heartbreak before you, you climb. One thing I disagree with that is, uh, like, everyone's like, oh, my God, though, KD, Harden, and Westbrook, three MVPs, three all-players in the top 50 of all time. Um in my opinion, Pete Harden was better than Pete Kerr, which is a flaming hot take. But um, I don't know. I, everyone thought that we're going to be 
a dynasty, they never even made it. They'll be back. I don't see them. I think their window's closed. I see them never being back. I get the Celtics are still young, but, you know, Browns will be free agent next year. Tatum could always ever want out. Um, so that that really concerns me. I think the time to win is now. I think we need buy at the deadline and then capitalize on the championship window. I mean, yeah, there's at any at John John is so easy to jump off the Celtics and onto his Lakers at any moment's notice, no matter what's going nah, on. What? Yeah, I mean, but why you know, do you, have... you know I'm a diehard Celtics? Lakers are 13 in the West, man. I, I just I just don't I just think it's a lazy narrative. Oh, the Celtics are like the the 2012 Thunder. Like we're not gonna like our window is already closing. It's already been closed. Like that's just lazy. It's two different eras, like two different teams. I, I didn't. Did I ever say our window would close? Well, you said Brown's gonna be a free agent, and you said we gotta reach the Eastern Conference. For like, like uh, you're. By the way, you're like cutting out for the third time on this call. But um, uh, maybe maybe you're little there, yeah. I don't know why, but um, I I don't know I I don't I don't think you need to sound like like doomsday oh like you're planting the seed as if it's gonna come crashing down if we don't win the title this season which I mean it, maybe it can be viewed as a championship or bust season but um, I mean it has been eleven years since we last brought it back I mean I mean fifteen years yeah fifteen. I mean, dude, Pats still have Patriots still have fifty million in cap space still up for next year, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just want yeah, good point, Steve. I want to touch on that. I mean, honestly, I think the best thing the Pats is we all know we're not going to the Super Bowl this year. Maybe you try to get in the playoffs and get the experience, but like, I don't know if they lost the last two games, they would have had a really even better draft pick. I mean, one win doesn't make much of a big difference, but yeah, they're gonna have they have Carolina's third round pick. That's that's gonna be pretty good. Um, and then yeah, they they have all their draft capital, and they have they have well, they actually have seventy million, but it's projected to be fifty um, in cap space, which is the third most in the league. It's like one million behind second most, and uh, so yeah, I think Bill, we all we saw what he did last free agency. I think he's gonna really realize his mistakes that he made. Um, I think all of his defensive signings really hit. Uh, I like for example, even this year, Brandon Jabril Peppers, he's played some big parts in the defense of Judon. I would yeah. argue, besides Darrell Revis was the best signing in the, and Brandon Browner was the best signing in the Belichick era. Um, just obviously because the past, like the that caught them another Super Bowl with the Revis Browner era, uh, and I think that was the best pass team of all time too. Uh, but you know, I with that much money, uh, I think Belichick's gonna make a splash. Obviously, the offense is horrendous. I hope we have. Hire actual offense coordinator Bill O'Brien. Even Joe Judge trusts him more than calling for Matt Patricia. Uh, leave Gerard Mayo, Steve Belichick, and Patricia on the defense. Defense looks pretty good. Um, I'm afraid Judon's going to start regressing soon. He's getting up there in age, but um, you know this team. This team can compete on defense. It's going to be a top ten def- defense in the league again next year. Uh, obviously, a lot of rookies: uh, Marcus Jones, Jack Jones. Uh, those guys hopefully take a big uh, leap in year two. And then we need I, – I think you got to surround Mac with some better help. Obviously, the tackles on the team suck. We're starting Connor McDermott, who was, he was off the practice squad because Isaiah Wynn is so bad. Marcus Cannon can't play anymore. Um, and so, yeah, you know, obviously uh, we need a better receivers too, better O-line, running backs are decent. Play calling in the team to compete with. 
All right. Right before you cut off there at the very end, you you made an incredible series of takes that I can't say I disagree with at all. So, um, yeah, I it's it's definitely going to be one of the more fascinating off seasons in the NFL from any team. What the Patriots and Bill Belichick decide to do, um, but yeah, it's you can't lose to the Dolphins just because you want a better draft pick. Like it's Teddy Bridgewater and Skyler White or Skyler Thompson. We're talking. No, uh, no, no. I'm not saying they should have purposely lost, but it was the right thing to do because they're winning in now. But um, yeah. yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and he, even and even let's say like uh, who's I think New York's gonna be favored over Miami. Yep. Um, Pitt, uh, Cleveland and Pittsburgh, that's going to be probably close to a pick em game. Uh, and, then what, and then is that it? And I think that's it. That's all we need to happen. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it basically, just take care of – I mean, taking care of business in Buffalo is not – an easy thing to do as we've already alluded to but no, i'm saying i'm saying even if we lose right even if we there, lose, there's still, there's still that, yeah yeah i feel like it's got to be our wide receiving core is kind of shit in the bed at this point it's like we have hunter henry like myers Aguilar. the tight ends are not that bad yeah yeah i i agree they suck and matt can't throw deep which is a good point um but like compared to the nfl like i still think we have a bottom bottom five receiving core in the league and we've been we've been saying this for the last five years. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's still like it's still a thing where like I like Jacoby Myers the player. I like Kendrick Bourne the player. Obviously, he hasn't been in all the time this season. But there's something about the cumulative receivers just not getting open, or or there's been some drops here and there, but. There's it's something you, you want you want more out of your wide receivers and that's obviously one of the most critical positions that there is so yeah I'm I'm excited to see what Bill does in the offseason I'm excited the Keel Harry's of the world man it's like we're just, yeah. just, just no hope in our wide receiver core at this point Hunter Henry dude it's like him and Mac are literally neighbors Hunter Henry is a pussy man like what has he done in the last two years I mean he's been good but yeah even like going back to that the Sony Michelle over Nick Chubb type of picks and shit like that. I mean, Hunter Henry's been good. Uh, he's he has been good for us. Uh, like, yeah, I would say John. Obviously, John has been atrocious for the money he's getting paid. Right, right. Um, and I, yeah. Nelson Aguilar will probably get go too at the end of the year. Right. Well, we can we can hang our hats on the defense and and the emergence of Uche, Duggar, and Marcus Jones, guys like that. But but yeah, John. If you have anything else for Steve, um, I'm all but wrapped up here. Yeah, same. Thanks for coming on, I guess. Yeah. Oh, of course. Um, it's a pleasure. I've been trying to get on for a while. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. We'll see how this episode does if, if you beat the episode with, with Coach Cohen. But, um, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for coming oh, on. I would, I would endorse your tequila thing, but I don't think I can as I'm still, you know, some months away here from turning 21. You're turning 21 off? No, it's a year away. It's – uh, what nine, nine and a half months away? So, um, I am 21 in a year and six months, yeah. So, hopefully, hopefully, we will each get there. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on, Steve. And oh, of uh, course, it's a pleasure. Follow along his journey at the U of A this spring. <laughs>